Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? <laughs> I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. <laughs> Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? <laughs> no, I have not had it in the can. <laughs> Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, welcome back to the program, everybody. It's another great Sunday in Pacheco, California. Beautiful Pacheco. Love this place. It, uh, you could take me out of it, but I would carry its cancer cells with me everywhere I go. It, Pacheco is in me. And it always will be. Got the scars to prove it. I do have the scars to prove it. Are you carrying a couple bullets? <laughs> I wish I did have bullets. I have your microphone off, JP. Do you know why your microphone is turned off, JP? Yes, I do. Why don't you tell the folks at home why your microphone would be turned off? Because I am more handsome than you are. No. You can't take it. No. You now now it's understand. on. You can speak into the mic now. That's not why. Uh, because somebody had to leave uh, the Bill Brand toast early, and uh, Tasty and McDole and I had to stay and figure it out. Mm. I've got yours off too, Tasty. You notice that? Tasty, why don't you tell the folks at home why your microphone's turned off? Uh, we were representing there at the Bill Brand uh, toast. Uh, you guys are learning spin from me, aren't you? <laughs> You're like, uh, not because anything bad happened, but because we were no. wonderful representatives of the yeah. Brewing Network. Because you fuckers are late, that's why. Yeah, not because we, uh, we stayed an extra 10 late minutes. <laughs> to uh, shake everybody's hand and uh, and then go get some food and have a couple. Talk of beers. to Bill's wife and stuff. We were covering all the bases. There. Yeah, we had to talk oh, to Bill's wife. You guys are so lie. You never. You didn't even yeah. see her. Say hey, uh, it's a good thing Bart's on rails. I, I think they thought that they were talking <laughs> really? to Bill's wife. Yeah, they had no idea. Yeah, really, too soon. I got a date. Uh, no, we did have a. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> 
Too we soon. did have a special event to go to today. Uh, William Brand. It was kind of his beer memorial at the Trappist yeah. today. It's a fun and, memorial uh, too. It was great. It was cool. It was uh, he had his family and friend memorial at a, a, a church in Lafayette on uh, Wednesday, I think it was. And today was the beer memorial for Bill, which was very cool. We all got to go to the Trappist and uh, tell stories about Bill. Not and, this uh, wee stuff. Well, Doc, hey, don't blame us. Nobody told me about it. I did tell you about it. Okay, I wasn't invited. <laughs> Doc, you're starting to sound more and more like me yeah, every, nice every time you, we get, says, you, know, you think I tell uh, you guys about things for nothing? All he said was, uh, you know what, I know you're coming over to my house early, but I won't be yeah. there because I'm going to be at Doc, I, <laughs> well, I, think, I do. I actually do refrain from inviting you from things, yeah, but not because I don't want you along, but because you'll go and then... I'm in trouble and I won't be able to come over here. Yeah, so you're on a different uh, schedule. JP, though, you do sound like... J- I tell J- JP, he thinks I just like sent him my calendar or something. I'm not actually inviting him to do things. I just Every time I go, yeah, well, we're going to this festival. He just thinks I'm notifying him about yeah. how I spend my time. I need I I need the uh, the Would you like to come with us? I That's need that. gay. Just I know. know that uh, if you're you know if it even tells you about it. Yeah, I'm getting better though. I mean, what kind of friend? Just you see what I'm saying? Like, what kind of friend of yours would just say, "Oh, listen, I got this great thing happening." You can't go. And, and by the way, you're not invited. <laughs> I mean, if you're being told about it. You well, know. you know, then then at, 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 on the other hand, what kind of friend just doesn't go? Hey. Why don't you come with us? Oh, there's plenty of stuff they don't tell you about. I know, and that's what I'm starting to get more irritated on. But it's fine, because I love everybody. (laughs) Yeah. And we love you too, JP. All right, JP, help Bevo out. Fix her computer uh, so that people at home can uh, join the chat room uh, by hitting the chat now button. We got a a very exciting and special... squat down a little bit. Help out, help out Bevo. I hate him. Very special show happening tonight. Let's uh, get things under control here and uh, start acting professional because Chris oh, Graham's yeah. in the studio and he doesn't like it when we dick around too much. They're, He's all business. They're becoming very professional over at More Beer and I feel like we're going to end up being like their naughty stepchild after a little while. What, you get pneumonia like once every ten years and you call me Stuffy? <laughs> yeah, Graham has pneumonia. Hey, Stuffy! Are you yeah. still contagious? Oh, get yeah. close to the mic. I, like the mic I will. Twice. You need to be close to the mic so we can hear you. I will... Uh, Put a spit screen on uh, that. BN Army... Is someone's Throw that microphone to, away. Someone's going to need to donate for a new microphone <laughs> after today's show. Oh, I know you won't be changing it because you don't even touch it. Are you? St- I won't touch it. Are you still contagious? Not according to the doctor. What if we... Uh, what if at some point during tonight's show we made out? Would you then be contagious? What do you mean, what if? Yeah, what if? That's not what I'd call it. Uh, why don't, we, why don't we figure that out? That out? That's where you guys went. Yeah, let's figure it out. I mean, oh, Doc, look at that I'm, guy. He's so contagious. Is, <laughs> is he really not contagious, Doc? What do you think? What's your uh, professional... I, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't play tonsil tag with him. You wouldn't, right? I'm, I'm not touching anything he's touching. Because either. when the doctors say to you, oh, no, it's fine, you're not contagious, they're sort of... They're about, giving you he's not, that, he's not that contagious. Okay, so he's still... Yeah, like, I come in and I, I don't get a handshake, I get hand sanitizer. Yeah, I, I handed you that right away. Well, I, right I think there. you need more of hand sanitizer than you do of handshakes. Um, is the Brewing Network page down? Because the internet's working over here, but she can't load up the Brewing Network page. It's possible did, did that because of our special it? show right now, which I'll announce, uh, that maybe just too many people are trying to get to the page at once. I, well, guess I, I was able to log on earlier, and then it was just going really slow, so I tried to refresh it, and then it wouldn't work. Well, keep shouldn't, trying. Shouldn't have messed with it. And then folks at home, it sounds like you might need to keep trying also. Here's what's happening. Uh, beer Bear More Beer is giving away a More Beer 10-gallon uh, brew sculpture today on the program. So oh, a round of applause right. for the generosity there. The so, How come I didn't know about that? We've got a lot of people tuned in, I think, uh, because... <laughs> We're going to announce the uh, lucky winner tonight. What's a brew sculpture? Uh, It's a brew sculpture. Oh, my God. Who invited her on here? How long have you worked for this show, Beavis? 
Over um, a year, over right? Over a year. Not long enough. Working on two years, maybe? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not quite. Uh, wow. That's what Chad has in the back there. Thank you for the answer, by the way. A Bruce sculpture. If you would brew with you, you'd uh, know, right? Try the homepage once more. There's a picture of it right there. Bruce sculpture is that big monstrosity on our on our back porch. Is uh, that the Otherwise known as a work of brewing art. Oh. Chris, is that well, trademark? You know, the, if somebody yeah. would let me brew, yeah, I would know. Bruce sculpture. Bruce uh, sculpture. I couldn't quite trademark sculpture. Yeah, but I mean, but Bruce sculpture? Yes. yes. As one, one word? word? Yes. TMS. Capital B, capital S. <laughs> that's, the, my, uh, that's my lawyer. Does it have the exclamation point at the end of it also? Like more beer. No. I don't like that you guys have the exclamation point after more beer. I'll tell you why. Because every time I'm writing up that we you guys are care. on the show, I have to put it in there, and then it looks funny when I don't capitalize the next word after it. Right. Because it's in the middle of a sentence. But I always do it because I know how you guys are about well, you know your, do you your th- do you think we care? logos. I do think you care. You I think stop that being Olin, such a perfectionist. I think that Olin looks after my, my posts. Yeah. So I just have to put that stupid exclamation point. And he does point. watch. Are you able to He's get to the site yet, Beavis? Like All right. Nope. No, I can't get it on my phone either. Your your internet kind of went weird here because Google wouldn't come up for a moment. Okay. Well, we're streaming, and, and all that looks good. So hopefully, uh, those of you who have gotten to the homepage and clicked the listen button, then you're all fine. Everybody else, you'll catch up. Don't worry. It's a long show. Uh, we're going to be giving away this sculpture, um, I don't know, a couple segments from now. So hang in there with us, and uh, everyone will be able to tune in eventually. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys have already drawn the name, the the winner. Is that right? You already know who won? I do. You do? JP doesn't. Oh, is, it, is it only Chris Graham who has Chris the never tells me anything. envelope? Chris he never invites me anywhere. He never sealed envelope me. is in your so head. As long as I don't pass out between now and unveiling, we'll oh, be good. I'm trying to keep you going. What's the deal? Why are you giving away the sculpture? Uh, uh, you guys started a, a new site on your site, right? It's just fun to do. <laughs> He's thought, hey, listen, the economy's down. Let's give away a bunch of cash. <laughs> Ready, go. <laughs> so we found this you know kind of add on to our website more of a social networking putting up pictures videos how to's blogs that kind of stuff and so our goal was to raise awareness for it it's like a facebook Facebook. It's way Facebook. cooler than Facebook. It is. What is it called? The sculpture buzz. book. The buzz. It's called the, the buzz. buzz. <laughs> Sign up for the buzz. the buzz. All right. Okay. So you started this uh, social network. Yeah, and so we wanted to, you know, raise awareness, get friends to tell friends about it and uh so right now we have about 4,500 people who have signed up since December. Wow. And uh, I'm sure a lot of them are just there for the contest, but uh, they put up a... <laughs> They'll never show up again. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Until the next contest. Chris has Amy in the in the back at night making up false counts. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of people since December. Yeah, people, but I mean, they dude. put in thousands of photos, uh, I think like 300 videos. If your internet worked better, this would be great. Because <laughs> um, you can look it up? Yeah. yeah. Uh, With that being said, hit the donate button, ladies and gentlemen. B- punches, of, if they could get to it, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I can't reach it. A bunch of vlogs. Um, dick. That kind of stuff. <laughs> brewers talking to brewers. Yeah, okay. I like that. Well, the BN Army has a, a group. Um, you're you're our largest group. We are, right? Yep. The There's almost uh, 300 people, I think, in our group on the bus. And uh, you can post messages to each other and be Bevo. friends. Uh, Bevo, are you on the bus yet? The bus. She didn't know what a sculpture was. <laughs> she has no idea what the buzz is. I've never heard of the buzz. Well, now you know. Is Sorry. there a special uh, address? How do you get to the buzz? Yes, Morebeer.com forward slash the buzz. Okay. Morebeer.com more slash buzz, buzz. The buzz. The buzz. All right. Huh? And then you can Is get there. JP, do you have a... Of course, you must have a profile. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was one of the first four profiles. <laughs> <laughs> the buzz. All right. 
All right. So if you oh, registered uh, between uh, December and now, um, uh, actually December and last night at midnight, yes. Saturday night at midnight, yes, uh, then you are in the running to win this uh, ten gallon more beer sculpture. Correct. All right. Uh, does it have a, a specific model number so people can look it up? Which sculpture it is? It's the one thousand. One thousand. <laughs> God, this is getting old. <laughs> you clearly don't come here very often. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I always forget why. That's how JP yeah. makes everything sound good. The home of old things. <laughs> so we have JP's 75 brain. people on the buzz on the uh, online right now waiting okay. for the winner. Just looking to see who the Asking winner is. why they can't get to the Brewing Network. <laughs> oh, <are they>? yeah. <laughs> wow. This is, maybe next time we market this uh, with these with these guys, Chris, we should um, you know check on this. Kind of My stuff. web host is angry. Yeah. I should I, I should be able to have millions of people on at a time, but uh, you know they lie about those sorts of things. One they tell million, you that. But, uh, they can't do anything. Even we can't get Bevo can't get on to monitor a chat room. So hang in there. If you are on the homepage, hit the chat now button. Go on in there and talk with your fellow home brewers. Uh, uh, or just hang in there, and uh, you'll you'll be able to get on eventually. Things will settle down. I'm sure of it. Hopefully. <laughs> Wait, you're just you're basically saying that people are going to leave halfway through the show. <laughs> well, we're not giving away. We're not going to announce the winner uh, for uh, a short period of time anyway. So everyone's going to need to hang in there. Sit tight. We got a lot to do and a lot to talk about today. Our topic today: we're going to teach you how to brew on the cheap. Uh, Chris Graham is great at that. Last time he was on here, we did a frugal brewing show, which has become one of the most popular shows we've ever done. Actually, oh. it's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, most popular shows we've ever done. And um, today, not only are we going to extend that um, with a little bit of brewnomics discussion, but we're also going to talk to brand new brewers. Uh, we get asked all the time about, hey, how do we tell our friends how to start brewing? And, uh, and we get the question, you know, we, we want to get people into it, and how do we do it? And we've never really done a show that takes it from uh, being a pre-pubescent brewer, if you will, I'm fix that phone. <laughs> Ringing. Don't call yet. They're just asking why they can't get on the site. <laughs> you know your site's down. Yeah. Pull that cord out from the back of there for you now, people. I'll fix that at the break. Um, no, no, the other one. Okay. I'm just kidding. We're going to teach people how to brew today, uh, how to start brewing. Um, if you've never done it, and and Graham's going to teach us to do it for, I guess I was corrected uh, right before the show, for around 100 bucks. Is yep. that right? Yeah. How close to around 100 bucks are we talking here? Uh, 20 bucks. Okay. So we're not talking... Two, when you say around 100, you don't mean 200 bucks. <laughs> 400, 500. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. It's not like going to a dentist who says, well, that filling's going to be... Yeah, it's about a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> Let me put you on some Novocaine. <laughs> two first, grand right? later. Right? <laughs> two oh. grand later, Doc's driving a Hummer. <laughs> I was filling it up. Yeah, I need to fill it up. <laughs> so it's not like that. You mean around 100 bucks. Yeah. Good okay. news is your site's not down. You just can't access it from here. Oh, I see. So yeah, other people I are can getting ping into it right now. Okay. Chris is pinging everybody. Ping is good. Ping. Why it's doing that? I don't really care. If someone could tell me why it's doing it, I wouldn't understand it anyway. They're probably uh, trying to call and tell you. But. Code's probably out there looking into it, so uh, take care of that force code, will you? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, please. Thank Thanks, you. please. All right, so we're going to be doing, in the second segment of today's program, so in just about uh, 15 or 20 minutes, we're going to teach new brewers how to get into brewing for just around 100 bucks. It's going to be a short segment, something that you can refer your friends to who want to get into this whole thing, and Graham's real good at doing that. And then afterward, we're going to be talking about brewing on the cheap. You know, it, it, when we started this program, Back in, um, when was that? Uh, 2005-ish. Um, 
You know, there was this myth going around that it was cheaper to homebrew than it was to buy commercial beer. Um, but we've always been honest here, and you know, we, we've always kind of got on and said, you know, uh, ultimately it's really not cheaper to homebrew than it is to go buy commercial beer. Because you end up geeking out on equipment and buying a bunch of stuff. But now that the cost of uh, ingredients has gone up so much for commercial brewers and the prices have risen, you know, I think we might be on par, if not cheaper. I mean, I know that there's certain batches of beer you can brew. I was talking with Tasty just a couple weeks ago, where there's some things that he brews that are actually cheaper than going out and buying a couple cases of commercial beer. And that's what we're going to talk about today, about how you can do that and, and save a little bit of dough and get started. And then uh, when everyone gets their jobs back and Obama fixes the entire world and Al Gore <laughs> invents the second internet, then um, everyone can come back and buy brew sculptures from Chris Graham, uh, thanking him for teaching them how to brew in the meantime. Well, if they could start that faster, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome if we could get going on that. I'm sure Gore is uh, right now thinking about it. I'm sure he is. In his, in his airplane. In his private jet. On his way somewhere. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're doing today. A couple of announcements. Uh, Bebo, do you, do, you, do you need me just looking at me weird? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's lust, my friend. <laughs> just the way my face looks. Lust and gas. <laughs> All right. So we are doing that giveaway tonight of the More Beer Sculpture. Uh, also, we're going to start our More Beer Donation Raffle giveaway tonight. And this month's giveaway is going to be... Uh, Chris Graham's hearing it for the first time also. Uh, it's going to be a... Uh, Jamil style um Immersion chiller. Oh, cool! Oh. Yeah, and uh, so more beer. Uh, of course, you can you can buy immersion uh, chillers everywhere, and it's a great way to chill your wort. But uh, Jay Z, did you guys patent Jay Z? Uh, not yet, but we should or trademark it at least. Trademark it. Trademark the Pope. Jay Z never <laughs> satisfied <laughs> with uh, the status quo or off the shelf brewing equipment. Modified it a little bit, and he thought, you know, if we could take an immersion chiller and also create a whirlpool at the same time, uh, so that it tr- it makes the wort pass over the chiller a little better. Plus, you get that cone of uh, hop sediment in the center. You you transfer a nice clear wort. He invented the the Jay Z style immersion uh, chiller, which more beer will customized for you. Do you guys sell them regularly or just yeah. have to come in and ask for it? Yeah, you do we, now. Yes. Now it's a regular product. Okay. So that's what we're going to raffle off uh, today. Every donation of uh, $5 uh, gets you one entry uh, and it's in increments. So if you put in 10 bucks, you got two entries, 15, three entries and so on and etc. If you're a recurring member already of the BN Army, even for as low as $2 a month, you're automatically entered into the donation giveaway that we do every month courtesy of Beer, Beer and More Beer. They always give us a new piece of equipment. So if you sign up for two bucks, you kind of get a discount on your raffle ticket. You automatically got one name in. If you really want this uh, particular uh, chiller or piece of equipment any particular month, then donate extra. Every five bucks gets you a name in the hat. We'll be drawing it next week is when we're doing it. So it's a week long. You have between today and uh, next uh, Saturday at midnight uh, to get yourself in the drawing. Other announcements. Uh, AHA memberships available through the store. Um, You're going to want to sign up for that. Uh, Although I will say this. If you wait about a week or so, I think that AHA, the American Homebrewers Association, is expanding the way we offer memberships, and you can sign up for two- and three-year memberships soon. Right now, and for the last year or so, we've only offered one-year memberships, and a lot of people complain about that. They want to get that multiple-year discount. I'm told by the AHA that starting tomorrow you'll be able to sign up for multiple-year memberships through the Brewing Network. So just wait till this week, and if you're not a member, sign up. You get pub discounts and uh, discounts into the National Homebrewers Conference. Is that sold out yet? Anybody know the conference? It is not sold out yet. It's not, buy right? Buy tickets now. Yeah. I buy, somebody asked me the other day, um, I'm waiting for my tax return to buy tickets. Oh, uh, the, the, They don't want to wait because the pre-registration price 
you know, they have like some oh. pre thing. I forget when it ends, but I know it's in March. I yeah. think it's in March. It is in March. And so if they miss that, they're paying like twenty twenty five percent more. Okay. So it's best to do it now. Get there now. Yeah. Plus, it's going to sell out. And I'll say this. You know, a lot of you, um, if you want to wait for your tax return to buy your, your flight and things like that, I, I'd say that's, you know, of course, that's what you got to do. But buy your ticket in advance because I guarantee you that the whole conference is going to sell out. So if you end up not being able to afford the flight, uh, you know, your tax return's not what you thought it would be, you're going to be able to sell those tickets. Yeah. I can, I, yeah. you know, I, Well, I really, it is in Oakland, so there'll probably be scalpers. There will also be scalp, and if you send it to JP, I'm sure he'll be happy to go down and scalp your ticket Just for out you on too. The streets. For extra cash, he looks a lot like a scalper. Uh, I'm not standing in that corner. Man. You look like a Hasidic scalper. <laughs> yeah, that's what you look like. I'll give you a schmear and a ticket. Yeah. So uh, get your tickets to the conference, and if you were a member of the HA, I think it's a little bit of a better price. Plus, I'll teach you how to brew on the cheap. That's right. Yeah. All right, BN shirts, hoodies, hats, all available in the Brewing Network store. You can sign up for updates on our Twitter account. It's uh, twitter.com slash brewing network, and we send out updates about uh, special events, different things happening. Um, I've got a lot of uh, cool things that the Brewing Network starting to do in the next couple weeks, and the best way to find out about that is all through Twitter. That's I, I usually do it first there, so you're going to want to sign up. Twitter.com slash brewing network. You get instant messages to your phone. And then, of course, you can sign up for our Facebook, Facebook! page. <laughs> Thought I'd switch it up a little bit. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people on our Facebook Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, I think that Shat updated all of our uh, photos last week. So there's a lot of uh, photos from SF Beer Week that are up there. And you can talk to other people. I think Bevo is on there. And, uh, oh, good. And talk to Bevo. Great. And things like that. So uh, yeah, I added on to Facebook just recently. You did? I'm just, I'm just getting blasted with people. It's like, hey, your friend. You have a Facebook profile? Yeah. How come you haven't uh, friended me? I'm friended. Oh. With Doc, we're not friends, we're friends. until yeah. uh, we're I'm, I'm friends with Bevo. So you are, yeah, yeah. friends with Bill W. Uh, uh, how come you haven't friended me, Doc? Because uh, you know, you're an asshole. For reasons, what yeah. the fuck? I'm just holding off. Wow. Do you have a buzz? Pace? Making He's him saving wait. Saving the best for last. <laughs> but actually, no. Who, you know who friended me? Who? Charlie Papazian. He friended you. Yes. Before you friended him. Yes. He was drunk. Wow. He didn't friend me. Oh, he friended me. I was awesome. It's wow. probably one of those, uh, hey, you should add this guy kind of things. I'm starting to think maybe we're not friends. If we're not Facebook Look at friends. Uh, hey, you know. Is this going to be your first Facebook I can't, I can't spend hours on the thing. <laughs> does your wife know that you're on there yet? Yeah. Oh, she does? Yeah. She didn't give you shit about that? I predict that she'd be like, oh, great. Another club for you to be in. Uh, more. <laughs> she doesn't know much about what it is, and frankly, neither do I. So. <laughs> does uh, Does she have a profile? She's still impressed with the microwave, uh, apparently. I, <laughs> no. She's still making Jewish butter at home. Yeah. Nice. I don't know what that is. I know what, what that is means. That butter with tons of guilt? I don't understand. <laughs> no, it has to do with the movie scene and things. So, does she have a profile? No. I, no. Because I want to be, be your wife's friend. They'll bet. Oh! <laughs> See some profile pics. Actually, I've, I've got her to uh, come to the, the homebrew, national homebrew thing. The so conference? I think, yeah, I think we're going to have her come at least to the uh, club night. Really? Uh-oh. Mm, you sure about that? Go. That's what, a good idea. Yeah. Go. What's going to happen when the uh, ankle gate gets brought up? Oh, you know, it, it, will. it won't. It won't. It won't. No, the army knows not to yeah. bring up ankle gate. Really? Because the army <laughs> likes to bring up things that are completely inappropriate. Yeah, but that's yeah. just video. Yeah, yeah that's not for Doc. <laughs> <laughs> that's just because they have no respect for Sam. They have tons of respect for Doc. I'll leave Go that. Start alone. somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my my people so, are 
pissed here at the Brewing Network. Because they can't get on to the site? I got 100 people sitting on the chat at More Beer going, where the hell is the Brewing Network? Hmm. They can't. Yeah, where the hell is the Brewing Network? They can't hmm. listen? They can't get on? What? All right, I'll work on it at the break. You're just going to have to hang well, in there. Well, if you can't find the Brewing Network, I thought, they, just get on. I thought they couldn't get on the page. And they, there's people know the ways around that. We'll take a long first break. We'll straighten it out. But um, maybe you could just tell the folks uh, who are waiting to get in that they got some time. No need to panic. Uh, we've got at least an hour, probably an hour and a half before we're going to give away uh, and announce the winner. So and we haven't said anything interesting yet anyway. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got that a little bit of time. All right, so that's all the updates uh, I have. Uh, Shat, uh, do you have some updates for us, or do you want to do it later in the show? Because you're entirely not ready because you were late, and you're just sitting over there doing ready. nothing. It's worthless. I'm pretty much ready, but we should do it later. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. No yeah. problem. All right. That sounds good to me. Did everybody have a good time at the Bill Brand Memorial today? Yeah, yeah it was a great time. No, yeah. I, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> it was nice, and a lot it of people good. said some nice things yeah. about Bill, so that was good yeah. to hear, and his wife was there, and um, so I, I like that a lot. You can probably go to uh, BrookstonBeerBulletin.com. I'm sure he's going to blog about it a little bit oh, yeah. and uh, maybe talk a little bit about it. And I got video of, uh, I got a shoddy like cell phone video, like they, like like Paris Hilton style, yeah. of uh, Sully doing his tribute to Bill Brand at the end there. It was really good. <laughs> I'll give you, it was good. I liked it a lot. I'll give you guys a link to that as, uh, yeah. as soon as I make it available. It's pretty different. It's pretty nice. <laughs> I like that. It's worth it looks, looking at. It looks really seedy, too. The way it, It's literally off my phone. Yeah. I, it kind of adds to it, I think. It yeah. was a seedy kind of a, of a beatnik style yes. uh, tribute to Bill, so that was very cool. All right. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. <laughs> I got a lot of feedback this week because we were off uh, for a little while. Celebrator Beer Fest kept us off, so uh, a couple weeks of feedback. I'll try to get through it as quick as I can. Uh, Justin and his posse. I was recently uh, laid off oh. after 19 years working at a software company just two weeks before Christmas. Oh, nice of them to do that. Yeah. Bad timing. Luckily, my wife gave me a beer kit for Christmas and a few books on brewing. Ever since, I've been reading and listening to everything I can find on brewing. I recently discovered your podcast on iTunes and started listening to it uh, from the very first episode. As a British man living in Los Angeles, I'm glad to see craft brewing take off over the past 10 years so I finally can get some great local beers. Love British beer, but I usually only drink it from a good old English pub. Nothing like a fresh cask drawn bitter. So here's his suggestion. He says, if you haven't already, I'd love for you to interview someone from Camera uh, or any brewer that is a part of it. Um, and you can go to camera.org to check that out. What does that stand for again? The Cask Ale Member... Of real ale. Real ale. Real ale is the is the last part. Yeah, real ale. All right. Now, camera's a good organization uh, supporting real ale. Yeah. Um, Cast conditioned uh, real ale. Yeah. Yeah. We've never done a camera show. Mm -mm. You should. Ray Daniels was real big in the uh, Chicago. Yeah. They they did a big uh, real ale fest for several years, I think, and then they stopped because. Uh, no one came. Okay. But, um, you know, it was good, though. All right. So maybe we'll look into it. If you've got show ideas like this, those all go to chad at thebrewingnetwork.com, C-H-A-D at thebrewingnetwork.com. He does all the booking, so uh, send it over to him if you've got good ideas like that. We'll see if we can get someone from uh, camera. Here's a long one. Uh, Hail King Asshat. Uh, I've heard you talk <laughs> no. about your love of sour beers, especially Cantillon. I've never had one before, so on Friday I left work early to go on a quest to find sour beer. To my surprise, I found a liquor store in St. Louis that carries several brands. I found the Holy Grail, a bottle of Cantillon, uh, so I slapped my fifteen ninety nine on the counter. 
I wonder what size bottle that was, because that's a good price. $59 right is there. a steal. And began my trek back home. I read the bottle and became more excited with anticipation. The instructions were to serve at cellar temperature, to open the bottle, to let it breathe for one half hour, and to serve in a traditional Belgian glass or a wine glass. I took the cap off the bottle and removed the cork. The kitchen was filled with a wonderful cherry aroma. By 9 p.m. Friday night, the beer was done breathing and at the appropriate temperature. I poured it into a wine glass, and the crystal clear uh, red beer with a little carbonation came out, the moment I had been waiting for. I first held the glass up to the light to see the beautiful beer. I then buried my nose in the glass and smelled the wonderful aroma. Then I raised the glass to my lips to take my first taste of sour beer ever, and holy Fuck, was it god-awful. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> he says. What a dick. No, the second sip is always better. Uh, he says, my mouth was overcome with a powerful, sour, acidic flavor. Of pucker. Yeah. Uh, I could feel a burn going down my esophagus, into my <laughs> stomach, and then onto my asshole. No! Wow. He drinks weird, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he I've is, never he's felt like that. standing upside yeah, down. It goes right through him. Yeah. I know it's called sour beer, but holy ass puckering Batman, I did not realize you meant sour beer. I got the same impression as if I was drinking a glass of lemon juice. There I could go. not finish the glass, Uh-oh. much less the bottle. Wow. He says, I feel like such a pussy. Is it supposed to be this sour, or did I get a bad bottle? I've never run, run across a beer style I did not like. I think you got a great bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you got a great priced bottle. What did you do yeah. with the rest of that? Yeah, I can't uh, believe you poured it down the drain. Well, a lot of people don't like it at first. Uh, you got to try it a little colder. Yeah. Uh, not not so room temperature. Don't let it yeah. sit so it gets yeah. Uh, yeah, uncarbonated. How long do you let it I sit agree. for? Yeah, I don't know half about that hour. leaving it oh, sit for a dude. half hour dealy. We no. don't do that. No, I, I would go a little colder. And uh, not let the carbonation go out. Yeah. Um, Rose de Gambrinus is a lot lot easier <laughs> to start out with. Uh, that's Cantillon uh, with raspberries. It sounds like that's what he maybe. had, though, because he was talking about its uh, red, red flavor. Um, yeah, so I think but could have had the creek. I, I would try it again. Uh, just this second, second round. When I first started drinking sour oh, beers yeah. a long time, I didn't like them either. That's I an acquired taste. Like yeah. yeah. Um, Orval hated that, you know, when I first started out. And yeah. Now I got a whole different appreciation for it. So uh, don't count yourself out yet. I, I. Yeah, that's pretty typical. One. See, the first I had the same reaction, like holy f and all that, but it was in a good way. Like I felt like someone had kicked my teeth in, and I really enjoyed it. That was uh, that was what I ended <laughs> up liking about Pacheco's. Well, your mask gives like that. Yeah. Isn't there something like less sour that he could start with? Like yeah, yeah. To water, it? Yeah, sure. Budweiser. Yeah. You can go for like Lindemans and stuff if or you want Rodenbach. something. You know, that's way too sweet. Do Rodenbach. Rodenbach, that's true, but that's it's, a good bridge. yeah, but that's pretty acidic too. Uh, yeah, but it's not. Um, Cantillon is like the. The queen. Look for for that for that price, dude. You know what? Man up and just buy a couple bottles and lock yourself in a room for a day <laughs> until you like it. Until, until, you, until like you stop it. being like such coffee. a pussy. Uh, because that is a great fucking price for that. Beer. Yeah. Uh, Boone, uh, if you get the old Boone. Oh, dude. Not like, not, not Boone, the, the Boone, cr- Boone's Farm. No, Shire no, it's it's cr- it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. the cr- it's the creek. 1987. <laughs> but they have two kinds of creek, and one's yeah. real sweet, and the old one's not. All right. So if you try that one, it's not quite as. 
Uh, you know. Okay. Bad on you. Well, there you go. He says, on another <laughs> note, I love all the ass hattery and all the Brewing Network shows, but uh, could you do more lunch meat shows, he says. Oh, wow. I don't know what you're talking about. Guy is very confused in lunch. Is that show on this network? He wants us to do it so that douchebag JP does not have to be on the session anymore. Oh. He says he contributes absolutely nothing yeah, to that show. Oh, what a dick. Yeah. I hope his fucking face falls off. <laughs> You're faceless. And you don't like sour beer. And he calls me fat at the end, too. He says, P.S., after all the years of you complaining about other fat asses on your shows, you're only a couple pounds from being that yourself. That's true. I am pushing 200. Two bills? I walked eight miles yesterday. I think I probably lost like half. What, from beer to beer, bar to bar? What did you walk eight miles for? I was lost uh, in your house or something? No, I was taking my dogs for a little exercise. I figured I could use some, and you know, we're all getting fat together. So, took a long walk. So, I'm I'm trying to be a skinny guy again. (laughs) Okay. That's weird. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hey, all, really enjoying the shows. You guys are awesome and funny. My coworkers are always wondering what I'm chuckling at my desk about. Uh, I really enjoy the eighth grade humor. I think that's a compliment. Uh, quick- are you funnier than an eighth grader? <laughs> <laughs> quick question for Doc. Uh, listening through the archives, he referenced a few times that he was um, general water recipes for the style. Um, he must be drunk when he's writing this. Uh, yeah, I've got, an, I've got a few uh, emails on that. Too. says, I've been struggling trying to match water profiles with the specifications of classic brewing centers. For instance, when I'm brewing a Vienna, I'd like to match Vienna's water profile. Um, as all these brewing centers uh, treated the water the same way, I feel like I'm going in the wrong direction. Doc, any general information about how to uh, replicate water? Uh, it's a lot more complicated than that. you got to know... well. These general brewing centers, they they can brew this one kind of beer real well because that that kind of beer. And a lot of them even treat the water now to get it more the way they want it. They don't like their own water. They don't like their own water. So I got away from doing that. I did that at first, too. I tried to replicate the water from wherever it was. And that's it's hard to do. You can only get you know within a few percentage points of what it is. You're going to have a percentage error on that one. So I generally uh, build my water for a light lager. Uh, a pale ale, um, a mild ale, um, anything that's really bitter, uh, I'll build it for that. A dark lager, I'll build it for that, or a stout. And those are about five of the things that I, that I use for a general general recipe. Uh, no, I don't have them in my head right off the bat here. Uh, you you got to remember that you got to start out with uh, uh, RO water. You're starting from scratch. Or you got to know what's in your water, so you're adding up to these percentages in there. If you're an extract brewer, you're going to have a different problem because all the minerals that these guys had in their water when they did this extract are just concentrated down into the extract. So um, what I tell people, if they're doing extract brewer, if they want to use the uh, distilled or RO water in with the extract, it's a good idea, because otherwise you're doubling up on a lot of these uh, minerals that are in the water to begin with. Hmm. So uh, that's one thing if you're going to do that. So it's really tough to be adding these things in if you're an uh, extract brewer, because you don't know what's in that, and you could just be way off base with all that one. So it's almost got to be an all-grain brewer and the best to start out with either distilled or RO water on those. Okay. And we've got a couple water shows. If you look back in the archives and look up water or Colin Kaminsky, uh, then you'll find, I think we did, we've maybe done two water shows by now. So If we do something else, like another water show again, then yeah. I'll give my recipes for that. They're pretty, pretty simple, and I'll give the ideas of why I kind of formulated them that way. Okay. 
Sounds good. All right, last piece of email. Hey, guys, just curious what happened to the beer Tasty was fermenting on the last Homer show back in November, the one with several pounds of syrup. And then he says, suck it, Schumann. That's from Hannah Maggi. Um, is that the beer we're going to taste today? Tasty? Was that back from, from November? No, it's not from the Homer. No, I didn't. Uh, wasn't back. wasn't that far back, was it? What beer is he talking about? What beer? Do you know, Chad? My Dark Strong. Oh, it was yours with several pounds. That's from yeah, the Homer that, show? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna, is that the one we're tasting later on today, too? Absolutely. Okay. We're going to do a segment on Belgian uh, candy syrup at the end of the program today. Uh, syrup, also. Uh, because, uh, finally, everyone's beers are ready. Doc's is ready, too, but we're going to use that for another show. We're kind of short in time today. So we're going to taste Tasties that he used Belgian candy, and then we'll taste this one that Maggie's asking about from Shat. How many pounds is several pounds? Oh, three. Uh, so how many gallons? A few pounds. Ten, Ten gallons. Because I, what's uh, each one of those pound and a pound half? Pound and a half. Soon to be a pound. Because I, I had twenty gallons in this uh, triple that I put probably five of those bottles five. into. So. Yeah. Seven and a half pounds. Well, you do it for. You have that tonight too, don't you? Actually, yeah, I do. You I did bring, bring it. I, I did we'll bring it. You do it for too. flavor. You don't. You don't do it to get a gravity out of it. That's the um, thing about the, the, no, the syrup. No, this, no, this is the light. For a triple, I use the light syrup, mm. so it's it's all to boost the gravity. No one told me we were brewing special beers for this show. <laughs> yeah, I know. You didn't get the memo. It's oh, weird, okay. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the one that you actually... I didn't tell you about it, and then you were invited and all of that. Yeah. You see how that goes? Oh, I quit. <laughs> all right. Uh, bear with me, listeners. I'm going to take a break here. It's not going to be as short as normal. Let me see what I can do about this website. Uh, I have a feeling that the server is blocking some IP addresses. So make a couple phone calls. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. And when we come back, we're going to teach new brewers, people who haven't even started yet, how to go out and buy equipment, get themselves started brewing for, quote, around $100. According give or take. To. Not and give. Yeah. Not around $100, like several pounds. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. But right around 100 bucks. So bear with us. Let me see what I can fix. It's the session with Chris Graham giving away a sculpture. We'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. This Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Blue Network. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and homebrew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a post-it IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of the extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning.
Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now, it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More more Beer beer Deal deal of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. Program trying to get everything worked out so everybody can tune in here, and our brewing network technicians are working hard. Those are the squirrels we have in the corner uh, <laughs> running the treadmill that works the internet, and they're trying to get everything working. No, uh, our very own uh, BN Tech Code is uh, working his ass off for us right now. He's on the line with the uh, server people who are rebooting the server and doing a bunch of shit like that, so we can handle the B uh, the the more beer mob. Coming oh, over. We apologize for overwhelming your servers. Wow. You guys are uh, you're like a gang. Four people online is a lot. See, we're respectable. We're an army. You guys are a gang. You guys break things as you come through. Yeah, we restore order. <laughs> but the gang breaks. So down. hang in there, everybody. You should be able to get through, and we're going to be announcing uh, the winner of a more beer brew sculpture, 10-gallon system. Uh, they're, they're beautiful. We have one here at the Rat Pad. I know Jipper uses one, and uh, Tasty uses one, and Doc, of course, uses one because well, you needed He's something Doc. to match his Hummer, so he bought like the it's a Cadillac. whatever mega system you were building at that time <laughs> yeah. is what Doc got from you. Well, I think that's why he got the Hummer is because he needed something to match his system. Yeah, hey, <laughs> that might have been it. You know, Chris even delivered it to me. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, would you turn down a, a chance to go to Doc's house during work hours? No. Now, and how long ago was that, Doc? That you got yours? Four score. Three years ago? Three or four. Three Do or you, four. Is there now a more souped-up version than Doc owns, or does he still have the he top of the line? He customize it. Oh, so it's yeah. still top of the line. Yeah. 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 
I but got, he doesn't have, you guys have no I'm gonna frames. Li- I'm going to lie to him, though. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's the top it's of the line. It's the top of the line, yeah. <laughs> I've modified it quite a bit, too. Since then? Yeah. Okay. Top the top. Uh, voided warranty. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> he modified <laughs> it. He lowered it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah, well, so are your feelings. Actually, actually right, JP? Oh. Warranty on those just ran out it's, also. You know, actually, it is lowered a couple inches. It's not, yeah, it's not it street did. legal. So I can look in the top of the kettle. Yeah. <laughs> you had to chop it? Oh, it is chopped. Yeah. It's lower. Well, Parker, give Danny a boost. Put some lights underneath it. Yeah. They are great pieces of <laughs> brewing art, and uh, let's face it, they're a pretty penny. you got to be into your hobby to get one, and uh, you guys are generous enough to give one away tonight. Yeah. So uh, we'll be doing that in, looks like, about an hour from now. We'll be announcing the lucky winner of a more beer sculpture. I see that Bevo is now logged into our chat room on the site, uh, so I think that uh, maybe everything's up and running again. You can hit the Chat Now button right there on the homepage and join the chat room with fellow home brewers. Ask questions of Chris Graham as we go through this topic of ours on brewing on the cheese. And uh, you can also call us 888-401-BEER if you have questions to ask Graham directly, like about how not to get pneumonia. I can't uh, answer that. Can't, no way. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously not. How does a person get pneumonia in the year 2009? Isn't that like an ancient disease? Isn't it like smallpox? I thought it was gone. It's called a working man's disease. Someday you'll learn about it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? I sleep enough to not uh, get sick. Yeah. That's what happens. I think that was a burn. <laughs> I think so. It's a good deep check. <laughs> deep check. Get a job. <laughs> Seriously, how do you get pneumonia? From somebody else, right? It's like, it's not just, you don't pick it up off of like, your he, somewhere, somewhere there's a patient X now for He pneumonia. works himself into the ground. And, I see. and then he associates with less than, you know. I wonder why JP doesn't have, oh, the same reason I don't, I guess. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really, I guess, I guess you don't really catch pneumonia. You get sick and then you're vulnerable to it. I see. Yeah, I wouldn't get it. Uh, 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 I have a hammock in my office. What do I know about work? <laughs> that you and John Plisse lay in together? <laughs> you share. With a head at each end? They read poetry. <laughs> I mean, and by that I mean a banana hammock. Yeah. yeah. All right, we've got a very important segment to do for you right now, and what we're going to be talking about uh, is getting your friends who don't brew yet into brewing. Uh, we're going to teach people who have never homebrewed before. You don't have any equipment yet. You don't know what to do, but you know that you want to start brewing beer. We've even got a friend in the studio with us today who wants to start brewing beer. I said this Sunday will be the perfect time to come in because we're going to do a short segment about how to get started brewing uh, for around 100 bucks. So Chris Graham is going to take us through that. Is it really possible for us to start brewing our own beer for 100 bucks ish No. You'll have to be crafty. How yeah. about that? Okay. And not in a bad way. I started for well under 100 bucks. You did? Yeah. I started for free. It was a gift. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, mine was partially a gift. And then, you know, so so let's talk about the basics of what you need to homebrew. Okay. So this is, I apologize to all of you who already homebrew, but... This is for your friends. This yeah. is for our friends. This is for people getting into the hobby. Permission from your wife? Yes. No, do not get, do not ask. Um, get, the, ask. get the kit first. <laughs> ask later. Yeah. So uh, the, you'll need just the basics to start with, and, and that generally is cheapest to come in the form of a kit. Um, if you happen to go to one of our fine establishments, uh, they start about $69, and then there's usually one level better. And that's why I said it's hard to start for under 100 bucks because I like to push people to a glass carboy to start instead of plastic buckets. Is that the only difference? Because I'll tell you right now, and I looked at it today, 69 bucks surprises me even. That's a cheap kit. So what is what do you get for 69 bucks? Um, you get your fermenter, you get your, uh, all the little stuff that, that's why I said, your basic starting out book, your bottle capper, cap, sanitizer, hydrometer, hydrometer jar, um, 
everything you need to to that you wouldn't normally be able to find somewhere else, like okay. in the kitchen or that something. You won't have any. Okay, exactly. And so, so usually you can start at sixty nine, or if you want to do yourself a favor, I would start at the ninety nine, which is the glass carboy route. And the difference isn't just the carboy; it's the racking equipment to go from one vessel to the other. It's um, the stuff to clean the carboy. Um, you'll need a big brush that gets in there to clean it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, those days. <laughs> I remember having to clean things. He never cleaned anything. <laughs> yeah. You remember when Chad had to go back there and clean those? I remember when Chad had to scrape those carboys out. Oh, I yeah. remember that you gave me the two dirtiest carboys I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, because they had been sitting out in my backyard for six months after I emptied them. Okay, so this isn't a what not to do. And okay, <laughs> this is what to do, sorry. The sorry. Ju- Justin Brewing. Carry yeah. on. So, uh, so that's kind of the stuff that you can't really just find at any hardware store or, sure. or Walmart yeah. or anything like that. So what else do you need to brew beer? You'll need your ingredients. Also something that you're not just going to be able to go find somewhere. Yeah. Um, You know, you always hear commercials and whatnot. It's barley, hops, water, and yeast. But we can't just go to the feed store and get barley and, and, you know, start brewing away. In Pacheco, you can. (laughs) Not not malted barley. Not malted barley. (laughs) Okay. uh, Nor would you really know what to put together. Exactly, exactly. So we recommend people start with kits. We've got kits now that um, basically you can brew... A six pack of beer, and that's the part that kind of shocked me when we did the math the other day. For under three bucks a six pack, really? Yeah, that's that, like Bud Light cash. That's even cheaper than Bud Light now. Yeah, and you know we're not making you know the hoppiest IPA with that kind of money, but you're still making a solid porter, um, uh, Belgian or a uh, uh, blonde. Um, I forget JP some of sixty the, shilling. Yeah, um, oh yeah, milk Really? Even, yeah, Vienna lager. Yeah. Okay. So just cutting out some of the more expensive ingredients, like hops, obviously, is one of them. And exactly. Okay. So Keeping some- it to its basics, but still making... You know, five percent alcohol beer. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not making a Belgian triple for you know twenty bucks. Yeah. Well, okay. you're also not so. making the the tiniest beer either. No, no, it's not a exact. It's, it's not like a Bud Light or a Budweiser yeah. or whatever. It's a decent general beer. everyday beer. It's a craft exactly. beer. Yeah. Session are, beer. Craft, it's a craft beer. beer. Yeah, beers you'd pay five ninety nine, six ninety nine, seven ninety nine for at the store, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I got my kit, and I don't know what level it was, uh, but it came with a. It also came with an ingredient kit. Can or. Uh, came with an extract uh, ingredient. It was ours, wasn't kit. it? It was from you guys. It was oh, okay. a light ale then. So That's was, what that was. Okay, and so is this? Does that come with one of the two levels you've talked about, or is that a, a higher level one? To, if it comes with ingredients to brew your first the batch, the one that comes with the ingredients, those start at about two hundred and fifteen dollars. Okay, and, right. and so let's talk about what the difference between your sixty nine dollar and your two hundred and fifteen dollar kit is. All right. So ingredient kits is the first thing. Um, JP, the prices on those ingredient kits? What are you throwing me under the bus? I'm on the Brewing Network, <laughs> not the B3 Network. Yeah, you assume that anybody other than me has done some research in this room. <laughs> yeah. uh, kits are, you can get them for 18 bucks up to 35 bucks for five gallons. Yeah, but but the ones we're talking about are all around 22, 23 bucks. 22 to $23. Yeah. And that's to make essentially two cases of beer, right? Five gallons of beer. Which is, is, is about 48 uh, beers. If you come out with five gallons. Yeah, give or take. Two kids. Oh, I've done the math. Believe me. That's what I want. That's the first thing I wanted to know. When I got my kit, I was like... How many beers? I didn't... You know, somebody said how many gallons. All right, that didn't mean anything to me. I wanted to know how many beers is that? Because I'm used to... But seriously, I'm used to going and buying a case of beer. The cheapest you could find. How many cases of beer that was? And it turned out to be... It was about 48 uh, beer, two cases. Exactly. In a five-gallon batch. Exactly. So you move to what the differences are. You got your ingredient kit, 20... 
20, 25 bucks. Let's just call it that. You have your equipment that you started, 69 to 99. So your other things that separate you from 205 bucks. So that's a pretty big difference right there. Yeah. Kettle. I started out with a enamel on steel kettle that had to be three gallons. Not the most ideal thing to be brewing with, okay. but I was in college, and I just stole my mom's spaghetti. And most people have it in their kitchen. Exactly. So you can scrounge stuff. Your mom, your wife, your girlfriend. Your wife's mom. Does your, wife's your, mom. <laughs> does your $69 kit have a kettle with it? Does not. So no. we have to find a kettle like this. Exactly, okay. but, but it's pretty readily available. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people most, have turkey fryers and that kind of thing. Now, but how can I? Uh, so you're, all of these batches are in five gallons. Exactly. How am I going to brew five gallons of beer with a three-gallon kettle? Uh, you're going to do what's called the concentrated boil. Okay. You're going to be adding water later. Uh-huh. Ideally, I'd like you to find a five-gallon kettle, but if you can't, doesn't mean you can't brew beer. Okay. Um, I did it for probably a year and a half. Was my beer all that good? Eh, it was for an 18-year-old. I yeah. mean, a 21-year-old. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> 18, 21. Check that. Yeah. And for also my 21-year-old girlfriend, <laughs> who was not 17. And all of her friends in the hot also tub. also not 17. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you, it can be done with a with a concentrated boil, though. Exactly. And some stoves also won't bring more than than a five gallon pot to boil. After I got complicated after a while, I wanted to make the beer a little better, and I heard you know doing it in the small kettle was a bad thing. So I got another two and a half gallon kettle, <laughs> and I just had two of them on the stove boiling at the same time, and just split the ingredients in between both of them. Okay. So in other words, I think I stole my mom's other kettle at that <laughs> yeah. point. So uh, we could do this with mom's big, uh, you know, spaghetti uh, yeah. corn. Pot in the- yeah, if you have a, yeah, a kettle <laughs> for corn, lobsters, crabs, anything like that. Okay. I wouldn't use like a deep fryer mm. if it's been used with oil before. Yeah, Sorry. okay. Uh, we've heard that too, unless you want your beer to taste like deep fried whatever you deep fried. Exactly. Right. It's hard to clean that Which out. It's a pretty good flavor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, if your beer tastes like chicken, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds uh, amazing. Yeah. I don't think you I'm know. selling anyone on starting brewing. Maybe brewing. a nice smoked porter, though. It tastes uh, great with a little deep fried backbone. Yeah. I don't know. Smoked, yeah. Fried oysters? Oh, man. Okay. All right. So, but those ceramic pots, like those are fine, right? Uh, exactly. As long as, as, long as okay. they're not chipped yeah you like, don't want any rust the okay. enamel because it, once it chips uh, the pot underneath it'll steal and it'll, it'll rust it'll rust okay yeah. all right so if you don't have one your mom doesn't have one you don't have a girlfriend your yeah. friends don't have friends so if nobody's J- got if a kettle JP, like that yeah. yeah so if your mom's dead and you're lonely right <laughs> Send your JP. Right. Right. you scrounge at garage sales you could there's, there's all kinds of stuff worst case spend. scenario 34 dollars okay to, so, to buy a, a brand new one. A brand saying. new five-gallon stainless steel kettle that won't rust on you or any of those issues. So that's your worst-case scenario. And by my math, we're still in the 100-ish range if we I love bought your the math. $69 yeah. kit and you buy a brand new kettle. But you're fermenting in plastic. But yes. that kettle okay. can also be used for spaghetti in the kitchen. You sure. can get to buy the wife for that one, too. Because yeah. it's, it's, when you're not brewing, you can use it for something else. In fact, else. I highly suggest buying it as a Valentine's Day present. <laughs> hey, honey. Yeah, it's going to go over well. I know you yeah. like lobsters. <laughs> oh, you were just... Disappointed with the kettle? Open this microwave. <laughs> oh, maybe uh, the vacuum will be better. Exactly. Because you wanted to upgrade us to a glass. What's, what you have a problem with plastic, or what's the? You know, I don't have about? a problem with plastic because I started with plastic. But ideally, you're you're eventually going to have to replace that 
plastic fermenter. Glass, unless you drop it or break it or don't clean it. Uh, <laughs> you pointed at me for it. Chad doesn't clean it. Uh, you know, glass can pretty much last forever as long okay. as it doesn't break. Okay. Um, plastic's awesome, but unfortunately, a lot of people get very aggressive when they clean the it. They end up scratching it. Those scratches can harbor bacteria, and I've seen a lot of brewers get discouraged because they'll end up making a bad beer here yeah, or there. It's worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. I, n- I never got discouraged. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. If you're I brewing a beer, I just yeah. got a roommate. If you're <laughs> brewing a beer that needs to be in the uh, fermenter for quite a while, the plastic's not so good either because okay. oxygen will yeah. pass through it. Yeah. Yeah. So does the upgraded kit, it has the carboy, but it does, it, does that have a kettle or no? Well, okay, I've got five levels of kit. I, so, I so well, like, I don't, we're still talking about the sixty-nine and the ninety-nine. Neither one of them questions. have a kettle. Okay, so you're going to need a kettle. Uh, you need a kettle, but you're the ninety-nine does have the glass carboy. Yes. Yeah, and right. it does have a racking cane because, uh, unlike the the bucket, it it doesn't have a spigot at the bottom. So you need more equipment to get it out the top to and get the beer out right. and into your okay your serving vessels. Or what else does it not have? Do we okay, need? so you're going to need bottles. Yeah, about the okay. easiest thing to get. Now these are our pry-off bottles, not twist-off. So Sam Adams, uh, Corona, uh, any craft beer for yeah. the most part. If you're going to homebrew, probably the stuff you've been drinking anyway. Exactly. Uh, you and just you, save those bottles. Yes. You can get them from friends. You can just hey, save those bottles. Yeah, yeah th- unless your friends smoke and they stick their cigarette butts in them. Um, it's that's still about glass. the worst. Yeah, it's, it stinks <laughs> cleaning that up. Yeah. Yeah. Did Chris just call Corona craft beer? <laughs> I did not. I said those, those and then bottles. any craft beer. Oh, okay. I'm and sorry. I wasn't dissing Sam Adams on that one. Either. That's what I, no, that's <laughs> Sam what I, Adams or Corona. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, tight same bottles. Shit. <laughs> okay, so we, do, we need bottles. We can be like that guy who walks around Pacheco and just raids everybody's recycle bins. There you you get just, that way. I'm just, just a homebrew here. I suggest leaving nickels for every uh, bottle you take. That's a good idea. It'd be nice of you. Yeah. What else uh, are we missing? Um, that's pretty much it. The little things you'll need each batch is what you'll need to replenish, and that's um, caps. more ingredients, caps, mm-hmm. caps. Uh, sanitizer usually, you know, once you get a bottle, that'll usually do you 5, 10, yeah, yeah, 20, you, 30, depending on the size of the... You can uh, keep doing the bottles, you know, the caps you have to reuse. Okay. No, caps you don't reuse. I mean, the caps you have to re, re, uh, purchase. repurchase. So, so pretty much ingredients and caps. Okay. That's all you'll need to, to keep going. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let me do this. The essentials for getting started brewing. Let's let's leave the kits out of it for a second, and we can reference those. You can go to morebeer.com and look up any of these kits and reference all the little parts that are in there. But let's just talk about bare bones. Here's what you need to brew. You need a kettle, right? Uh, would you say minimum of a three-gallon kettle? Minimum. I'd go for five. If, if you can, can get to five, that's ideal. Yep. Uh, you need something to ferment in, and, yep. and that's either going to be a food-grade plastic bucket or a glass carpet. Carboy, like you've mentioned. Correct. Um, both are, are actually relatively cheap bought individually. Um, if you happen to have a friend at a restaurant, you might find a food-grade plastic bucket. But uh, you want these yeah. to be new and clean as, as possible. Exactly. I'm just, you know... People, you don't want the pickle jar. But for those who are very... I, and it's funny you say, I, uh, when I started homebrewing, my boss at the time, we I was working at a restaurant, and he started to homebrew also. And he took home a pickle. Uh, <laughs> because he was on a real tight... Uh, well, his wife had him on a really tight budget. And so he couldn't buy uh, another fermenter, but he wanted to brew another batch. So he took home this, uh, you know, the, the chef gave him the, the plastic. Uh, but he cleaned it out real pickle. good. He cleaned it out really good. <laughs> Beer was, not only tastes like pickle, it was a little green. It was. It actually took the color out yeah. of the thing. There too. are certain places to not 
cut corners. Okay. That's okay. one of them. All right. So your fermenter really should be clean. In yes. So. You're not saving money if you're throwing beer out. Exactly. Okay. Kettle? Your time is worth something. Fermentation vessel. What am I missing? What are, what are some other mandatories? <laughs> it's a lot of little stuff, and that's why we suggest kits. A it's, thermometer, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's siphoning, a hyd- hydrometer, thermometer. Um, Spoon. Spoon, big spoon. Bags. Probably have that in your drawer. Yeah, air you locks. Might. You might. Uh, okay. Uh, when you're fermenting, you need to seal the beer so that air can get out, but nothing can get in. So some little air locks. You got to get that kind of stuff. That's cheap stuff. These little things. Correct. Um, okay. Sugar for priming. Uh, That's part of your part of the ingredients. Part of the ingredients. Yeah. I okay. mean, the, these equipment kits are put together for for you not to have to scrounge for stuff and, and not think to have about to think about things. it exactly. And there's nothing worse than than buying an equipment kit. And buying an ingredient or buying a greenie kit, and then realizing you don't have something that maybe yeah. you don't even know you need, and that and that's kind of the issue. Yeah. Um, that's so, an excellent point, actually. Even with my kit, I, I I'm looking through the. It was, it's like having spare parts after you put together or something. I was like, yeah. I don't know what this is for. I don't anymore. know what it does. Yeah. But at least as I read through the instructions, I knew that that piece was there for me. So that's a good point. Just to not get, nothing worse than being in the middle of your of your brew process, right? You're feeling good. You're gonna have beer in two weeks. And you realize you don't have a crucial. Yeah, exactly. And if you price these out, we did it on purpose. Like one guy called us the other day, um, showing us one of our kits was about a hundred dollars less than what he could get at retail for. Just oh. adding the stuff up. So we do that on purpose because we'd rather you not be frustrated at your first batch, going, "God, I wish I had that one little part or this mm. little part because it ruined my whole beer." Yeah, like sanitizer. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you could do without a hydrometer, but it's not a good good practice to kind of start with. Yeah, we, uh, we put it in as one of those things like you're talking about. If you don't use it, that's okay, but we want you to have it. You're going to need it sooner or later, and it's it's going to be, what's wrong with my beer? It's because you didn't take a reading, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Why did my bottles explode? Because you didn't take a reading. Yeah. Uh, so you can do it without, but it's not a good idea. And that's what we're really talking about. We're talking about the bare essentials to get started. So for you getting started to learn the process... A plastic bucket to ferment is fine. You, there's nothing to sneeze at. So if you if you just stay with the low end kit and buy a kettle, you're in under a hundred bucks. Another twenty bucks for the kit, and uh, and and you're there. I mean, you're 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 totally there. You're learning the process, and that and that's the 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 good part. I mean, when you first start brewing, nobody is expecting you to you know just make the best beer in the entire world. Oh. It'll probably be really great for you know for you and your friends who aren't used to it, like because you made it at home. Yeah. But you're learning a process, and that's and that's what anything, any hobby, anything, you know, playing an instrument or whatever, it takes practice, it takes time to get really good at. But you can still do pretty well depending on how much effort you want to put into it. And uh, so, a bare bones kit is 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 totally fine, totally get away with it. Okay, it's like buying a Geo over a Hummer. Oh, it'll get you there, but, but not, not in, long, but not, not in style. style. Yeah, <laughs> but not in style. Okay. All right. Are we missing anything for how to get started brewing then? For that's pretty much the essentials of what you need, and that's how most of us. I have a, I suspect, except for you, who just gets gifts and you know, yeah. he gets it all. On charmed the first life, shot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except for having a charmed life. Yeah, I have this uh, yeah. equipment kit for you. Uh, I could really use rent. Yeah, but this is equipment kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a lot, of, right. a lot of people always think they got to shell out five, six hundred bucks to get into this hobby. And that's yeah. what I want to make sure they know. Probably about one hundred and fifty bucks. You can be, you know, with with fine a few things like your own right. bottles pretty much from there you, you got your kettle your ingredients and, and your glass carboy and you're off to the races okay my first kit was uh, the plastic bucket no no kettle I used a spaghetti bucket and mm. I just 
smack pack thing I knew nothing about and uh, a sheet of instructions. Uh, my first kit was like a can and a bag of sugar ah. and, and like a garbage bag or a garbage can prison from a, style yeah, yeah. and it was it was like one of those things where I got it without instructions and so that's where I kind of was, oh, you know go. when Olin and I first talked I was like yeah there's got to be a better way yeah. to get this into people's hands we're big on fresh ingredients we don't do cans of malt extract we don't want stuff that's been sitting on the shelf for years the can I got, by the way, was was a year past the expiration date. Oh, and why malt extract expires is kind of scary, but uh, you know, it doesn't can no less exactly. I mean, I'm sure they make them like four years out for the expiration date. And yeah, this one called the homebrew shop that this was bought for me at, and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Everything it's fine. Everything in my fridge is a year past the expiration date, Graham. Every, <laughs> and you ask why I get pneumonia? It's fine. Uh, see, I eat a lot of penicillin. If you think about it, so <laughs> I've heard you do eat a lot of penicillin. I've heard stories where people, you know, they have uh, you know, bugs in their in their. They've had grain around for a long time. They have bugs uh, in the grain, and they call the homebrew shop. Ah, it's okay. You can protein. go ahead and brew with them. And I said, well, it's not an ingredient kit. Bugs. So <laughs> yeah. it's not one, on the recipe list. One dose of bugs. All right, last question to round out the topic. Now we know how to get started. And I know a lot of question is, well, what do I start with? And we talked about some of the cheaper kits, right? But is there a particular beer that's easier for a new brewer to brew than another? So, you know what I mean, a style. Yeah. The- a lot of brewers come in, they go, well, my favorite beer is a triple IPA. You know, that's what I want to brew the first time. Is there something easier, something that's almost... I don't want to say fail-safe, but let's stack the deck here so we can brew a good beer. Speed is usually somebody's biggest concern. How fast can I start drinking this beer? How long does it take to brew this? And so, How long does it take to drink this? So with that in mind, we usually try to tailor it to something with a little bit of color. Uh, stout, a porter, where hops isn't a dominant factor to it, yet it's not so delicately balanced that mm. as it's young that it's not way off course. And it's got a lot of flavor to hide behind any little off things. That exactly. They do. You know, so they're not disappointed with it. For me, pale ales are one of the hardest beers to brew really well. A lot of people don't realize that. I mean, anyone can make an okay pale ale, but a really good pale yeah, ale. I hard. agree with you. It's yeah. hard to hard to really get those balances right. Um, we always start people with with something that ferments fast. Our light ale is something that usually two weeks of fermenting, one to two weeks in the bottle, and it's raring to go, and it's not going to get any better with age. So, okay, um, that's usually where I start people. If if you like darker beers, almost a fail safe beer for me, but you got to let it age in the bottle a whole month. That's why it's hard for people to start with. It's porters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is hard to start with. I couldn't. W- I cracked my yeah. first bottle open after a week of being in there. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, three days. Yeah, nobody waits, right? Yeah. Look, I wanted to see so the carbonation level. I had to know. Yeah, yeah. Is it done? Yeah. <laughs> my gushers were done after three days. But, uh, <laughs> Those were when they were at their prime. Yeah, another two weeks after that, they were exploding in my cabinet. They haven't like fermented porno. yet, but... Yeah, but they were drinkable. Okay, so something. So speed is, is definitely an issue. Uh, is a Hefeweizen uh, is, you know, something good? Because that, that ferments out pretty quick. Absolutely. Just make sure you really like, if you're getting a German Hefeweizen, make sure you really like German Hefeweizens. We've yeah. had a lot of people call in. I've, I've done customer <laughs> service for that. years. I yeah, want a Hefeweizen. Yeah, something's wrong with this beer, because they're thinking <laughs> they're getting an American yeah, beer. Like, as a, wheat, a, yeah. like a pyramid yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Before they know it. What is, I don't even like bananas. This What's is happened? banana. Well, one, one guy called me, do, do I buy my lemons now before I brew it? Or? <laughs> oh, that's the guy you tell, do not brew a German half. No lemons. <laughs> All right, so a couple good styles to brew there. And that's going to do it. It'll get you started brewing pretty quick and easy and cheap. cheap. Well, even, even a pale ale is a fairly easy one to, for a first brewer. As Chris yeah. said, it, 
You know, it's tough and, to uh, do well. But but a good one. You can do a good one as a, as a first couple of brews. Uh, it won't be great, but no. it'll be a crowd pleaser. You say, oh, I made that. It'll be pretty decent pretty, beer. You know, well, people will be surprised. Anything you make, people are pretty impressed by. Exactly. That That's the point. You know, my mom always told me. <laughs> I, but I made this. It's a duty. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, even even a, a, a so-so beer will be fine because number one, you'll be impressed with it because it's drinkable and you made it, and number two, your friends will be impressed because you made it. Is it really, really tasty? Probably not. Yeah. I, actually, Probably the, not. I, I, but it might be. I want to mm-hmm. comment on that because I'm always surprised. I don't you know, want you I, to. I always think of that because my first beers were, my friends were very good to me to say, like, yes, that was yeah. good and all that. And yes. As I long as you like it, Chris. I, exactly. But we've had <laughs> beers that people brought in. Um, I don't know. Did you have Ryan's first beer? And I've had some other people's first beer, even without help yes. from other people, yes. that that's like someone has brewed five, six years. Okay. I mean, qualities. In fact, I've noticed a lot of people, their first beer is better than, say, their second or third because they didn't learn the oh. art of cleaning. Or, right. uh, yeah, this, that was easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they get too complex. That, that happens a lot, too. You know, where you learn too much and you just flip out so much because you think you're going to fuck shit up. You want to tinker with the ingredients yeah. too much or, you know, yeah. your second or third batch. Yeah. Where the oh. first batch, you just follow directions. Yeah, I get and that's the point. You follow directions, it's going to it, you will make a good beer. Or if people want to brew a Bud Light their first beer, you can't. No. Well, and what's the point? Really? Well, that's because yeah. that's what their friends are asking them to brew. Or their second yeah. beer is going to be a Bud Light because their friends are asking them to brew. Right, that's going to be my mark on this segment. Get new friends. If that's what your friends <laughs> yeah. are asking you to homebrew. Yeah. Just, right. just say no. It's my advice to you. For a right. light ale, turn them to the dark side. It yeah. takes a while. Won't take long though. Just a little, you know, couple couple sessions into it. Let when me... you st- start supplying free beer, all of a sudden they like your beer a oh, lot yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, want, they show up at your house all the time. Right, Chad. <laughs> all right, so there you go. That's how to get your friends started brewing. Just go ahead and direct them to this. We're going to cut out this little segment and make sure that it uh, fits well into a nice little download. You can uh, hand over to your friends and get them brewing on the cheap. That's everything you need to know. For the rest of it, for detailed instructions or questions about it or uh, you know ingredients to find out what's in the kits, just go to morebeer.com. You can search for anything on their little search engine there, or you can just click on ingredient kits or brew kits and all of that sort of stuff, and you can find it all on more beer.com of course a little bit later in the show coming up soon we're going to be giving away a more beer 10 gallon brew sculpture the ultimate way to get started brewing it's almost in fact if if a brand new brewer someone who's never brewed wins this sculpture i will be so jealous of that jerk uh for getting to start on the cadillac of, of brewing uh you better brew a good batch after that we're gonna be giving it away tonight chris graham's already got the name in his noggin Hope he hasn't forgotten who it is. Did well, you did you did you check it three times, Chris Graham, to make sure you've got it right? I have it on my screen. Yeah. You know, if they get this free sculpture, mm-hmm. they can brew for under hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, now they can. <laughs> yeah, now you can actually you can brew that triple IPA you want, uh, whatever you want to do. Spend your under hundred bucks just on ingredients. You'll do just fine. Uh, does this uh, does this uh, sculpture you're giving away uh, come with a custom delivery and setup by Chris Graham? Does not, <laughs> does but that not. is optional but it does and come available. With JP. So if you want to pay for a flight out, click I that see. option. Right. Or I will do not there. have JP come out. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, extra surprise. Oh, uh, how great! What do you want to make? Do you have a spare bedroom? A cherry wheat beer. <laughs> If it's a BNer and then has to it like wins it, but the grain of salt <laughs> is that it has to suffer through JP. Can I make that rule right now? If the winner the is already a BN listener, if it's not yeah. a brand new listener tonight, they have to have JP show them yeah. how to use the thing for all weekend. Yeah. He shows up on a Friday. He'll stay an extra week too. <laughs> and he just wears a speedo. He brings his cats and his speedo. <laughs>
and that's that. <laughs> uh, where and can they? Where can my cats? Sleep? And if you got kids, it's even better. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'll babysit for you. All right, more brewing on the cheap with Chris Graham from uh, Beer, Beer, More Beer. When we come back, we're going to talk about how the rest of us who are already brewing can keep brewing in these tough times. We're going to keep it cheap and uh, keep it good with Chris Graham. So stick around. We're going to be giving away a sculpture in a little while. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Network brings together the winner of the Sam Adams Long Shot Competition and the most awarded homebrewer in history to do battle in the next chapter of The Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Every episode, Jamil Zanishev and Mike McDowell lay their reputations on the line to brew your favorite commercial beer and put their results to the test. Perfect match or perfect drain pour. Tune in for the recipes, techniques, and interviews with the pros that answer the question, Can You Brew It? The Jamil Show, Can You Brew It? airs every other Monday on the Brewing Network. What's good for the earth, good for your body, and great for your brew? Organic Ingredients. This holiday season, the Organic Ingredient Experts Seven Bridges Co-op in awesome Santa Cruz, California, offers you the gift that keeps on giving to our planet. Sustainable, fair-wage ingredients to make the best organic homebrew you've ever had. There's a growing demand for organic products, and your choice to brew with them supports organic farmers worldwide. Brew organic, and you'll brew excellent beer that is free from chemical residues and genetically modified organisms, and you'll help contribute to a better world. If you're looking for organic ingredients, Seven Bridges offers a huge selection of USDA-certified kits and raw ingredients from 8 ounces to 50-pound sacks of grain, whole and pellet hops, and all the equipment you need. Seven Bridges, the organic homebrew experts since 1997. Visit www.breworganic.com Mix me your 100 grain amber recipe and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. (laughs) The The home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. White Labs, your source for maltose mowing monsters, announces the White Labs Platinum lineup for 2009. Looking for out-of-the-ordinary yeast to make the best beer possible? The Platinum strains from White Labs are only available for a limited time and make your homebrew stand out. Through February, find Australian Ale, Essex Ale, and Dusseldorf Alt Yeast. March and April, it's Nottingham Ale, Abbey 4, and Mexican Lager Yeast. And May through June, don't miss Premium Bitter Ale, Belgian Wit 2, and Belgian Bastogne Ale Yeast. Keep up with all the great yeasts in the White Labs Platinum Program at whitelabs.com, where you can also join the White Labs Customer Club. Brew with the freshest and most unique yeast with the White Labs 2009 Platinum Strains. White Labs. It's all in the vial. The Brewing Network. Saving your life. One beer at a time.
All right, welcome back to the program. It's the session right here on the Brewing Network. We've got Chris Graham in the studio with us, and we're talking about how to brew on the cheap. Also, we're going to be giving away a more beer sculpture in, uh, looks like about 30 minutes. Going to try for 7 o'clock. We're going to be giving away, announce the name of the lucky winner of the more beer sculpture. You just have to go to morebeer.com slash the buzz to enter for these sorts of things. And if you did it by uh, midnight last night, then you are entered into this competition. There's uh, over 4,000 people entered to win this sculpture, Graham? Do I have that right? Like 4,700 people or so? 4,751, I think. is One lucky person. It's like the odds of winning the lottery-ish. But not as cool. Yeah, not quite as cool. It's going to be great. So we're going to be doing that in uh, about 30 minutes. In the meantime, we're going to start talking to you about how to brew on the cheap. Just taught you how to get started brewing if you were a new person. But if you're already doing it, how do we keep things going? Um, We had talked, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning of the program, about how... You know, it used to be that it was pretty much not cheaper to start homebrewing than it was to buy commercial beer. Commer- good well, commercial beer was relatively cheap. It was more expensive than yeah. domestic uh, light lager. Um, but, you know, you could still kind of, uh, you'd end up spending more money uh, brewing beer that, that was that high quality. Because you had to buy a little bit of equipment and, and, and different things. But now ingredi- ingredients for, for commercial brewers have skyrocketed so much. I mean, I'm looking at some of my favorite commercial beers, and they're nine bucks a six pack right now. I saw one at eleven dollars. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't like a super high gravity or anything like that. It was oh. just a regular kind of yeah. B to the E. <laughs> See, it's it's really tough. I, I mean, I'm going and looking at some of the stuff I've been buying for years, and yeah, sometimes it'll be nine, ten bucks, and I just I get the stuff on sale now. To be honest, you know, yeah. the, the whole Safeway. Uh, <laughs> if my club card gets me four bucks off, that's the that's the six pack I'm buying. Did you see? Four dollars off a six pack. Something's wrong there. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It's a good. Deal. That six pack has pneumonia. <laughs> if it's that cheap, but well, uh, you know, Tasty's talking about some of his batches now are are a heck of a lot cheaper than buying commercial beer. Well, if you think about, it, I mean, if if you're starting to factor in equipment, I mean, that, that's one of the things you can't do. I think just like any hobby. And brewing's one of them where you cannot factor in your equipment because if you were going to factor in the cost of commercial equipment and what your price really should be a six pack, I mean those fermenters are thirty grand, forty grand, you know, just for fermenters. Then you get the system and the transportation and all that kind of stuff. So you can't factor in any of that. It's just, in my opinion, you got to go ingredients. That's well, I mean, hopefully the brewer factored that in for you. (laughs) Yeah. Well. I don't know. In a business plan. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. She'd be well, because skeptical. <laughs> do, I a, so do I have a sure. fever? Is this argument not going to really go well? <laughs> I think it's well, both. We're used to it. Yeah. No, they just looked at on the shelf and see what everything's going for, and said we got to yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 Listen, I, I agree with JP on some level that uh, it's hard to factor in the cost of equipment, but I think for this conversation's purposes, what we can uh, kind of establish is that, for example, everybody in this room, and, and for really a lot of our listeners, you've got all the equipment you need right now to brew beer right. everything else from here is is it's Bonus. bells and whistles and it's bonuses and by all means if you want to do that if it increases your enjoyment you go for it but let's assume for a second that uh, we're all in the same kind of a hard time and, and and some people are losing jobs and other people are just cutting back to to save up so we've got all the equipment we need to brew beer it's a right. done deal we don't have to buy equipment anymore and that's kind of the basis of this discussion um so we're going to get into things and and kind of keep brewing on the cheap and i think that there's that there's you know different ways to do that. Certainly not having to upgrade is one of them. No. Um, so I guess we can start with ingredients. Uh, prices have gone up for us homebrewers too, haven't they? They've gone up. Um, you know, we were lucky for a long time, so were the professional brewers though, especially hops. 
I mean, we were getting away with just super cheap prices, and it was just in a glut for years. Um, so for both of us, those have gone up incrementally. I mean, probably the highest price per ounce difference. But really, you're not using that much in a batch of beer. So it's kind of more spread out, more amongst your malt, um, yeah. a little bit amongst the hops. And the yeast really hasn't changed much. You can choose uh, what kind of beer. So if you're really trying to brew on the cheap, you're not going to brew something with a lot of different hops and a lot of hops yeah. in there. You're going to brew something that's really drinkable, yeah. just enough yeah. hops in it that are, are going to make it through. I think I mean one of the key things to remember is you know, if you already have the stuff to make beer, like you said, just use it. Um, look at Denny Khan. If you want to see someone who can make some great beer just out of, I mean, he's using old coolers, he's using... Old water heater or something. Yeah, braided stainless line that yeah. he pulled out of a junkyard to make the false bottom. I mean, just get creative as you need to build the next thing you want to do. You don't have to start and just buy the flashy, more beer stainless thing. I mean, yeah. I want you to, but, but I <laughs> but realize it probably isn't the right time to do that. I mean, if you think you're going to be really into it and you're going to go in there, yeah. you might not want to get the bottom of the barrel kind of thing. And Well, it's one of those it, things. It, know your level when right. you're going through this. So, And if you don't, you can improvise. Like I got a, yeah. cl- uh, a cabinet full of old devices and I replaced with B3 devices. You know, I made my own chiller. Now I've got you know a bunch of uh, B three chillers. I love how they're devices. Yeah, it's not equipment. It's yeah. Devices. Yeah, I had a I had a seventies vibrator that I traded in. Well, that's another the, cabinet. That's exactly what I thought. Beer. Some weird nineteen fifties. Uh, yeah. Devices. Devices. They're torture devices. Oh, that's, I, was, I was thinking torture yeah. devices. <laughs> the claw. Yeah. You're on to me. <laughs> well, sticking with ingredients, and I think we will end up talking about different equipment and things like that that we can uh, you know, find on the cheap in case we have to get things. But just sticking with ingredients for a second. Now, you did mention that the, the cost of yeast hasn't uh, in, in, increased very much. It hasn't changed too much, and I think that's true. But what if we want to cut back a little bit? Is there something we can do to instead of buying you know, two vials? Of, uh, Absolutely. I mean, you can get into yeast culturing, and you don't have to go all the way to like the scientist level. The Jamil level, the Doc level, good. The McDowell level, too stupid. Uh, I have no level. <laughs> you have no level. I mean, in, in college, uh, I was brewing about every week, at least, and so I would just while be- I was not doing anything <laughs> collegiate, <laughs> and you know, I would just uh, almost always had the same starter going, and I'd just be using it in batch after batch after batch, okay, and and testing it along the way because I'm, I was just tasting the beer, yeah, at the time not drinking it. <laughs> um, it was just you know for. I was quality. trying to get rid of it. I didn't want to dump it down the drain. I was yeah. up in Oregon. It was very dangerous. You, you didn't want to be wasteful. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, as long as you're minding how the health of the yeast is going and everything like that, it's real easy to get away with stuff like that. Uh, I used to harvest yeast out of the bottom of a bottle, whether it was a good homebrew somebody gave me and there was a little yeast at the bottom or certain craft beers that there was yeast at the bottom. Sometimes you'll get burned. You never know how long that that bottle's been sitting out. I guess a lot of breweries are switching to a bottling yeast now instead of uh, using their fermenting yeast. So you might get burned here or there. Grow up a starter, have a little taste of it, um, make sure that it's going to produce something that you would like. Um, But if you have a strain and you know you can brew two or three batches in one month, no problem using that same yeast over and over again. So when you pitch it, just leave a little bit left in the container, right? And then pitch a starter wort on top of that, right? Exactly. Or, no. or what I do often is I'll take some wort left over from the batch I just made and use that as a starter wort. So I will pitch 99, 95% of the, my pitch. Then I'll take that same vessel back up to my where I'm, I got the chilled beer and just refill that up with wort. 
I used That'd to can, my starter. I used me. to can my wort a lot. Yeah, and just that. use that for a starter sure. if I wasn't going to use it for a while. Okay. Um, real simple things. I mean, most of that stuff's five dollars at the grocery store yeah. if you don't have it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I mean, I know guys who just pitch right onto a batch they just fermented on. Sure. Um, and, and that'll work once or twice. Um, I mean, if you could save six bucks on a fresh vial of yeast and you know you had a good, healthy ferment, yeah. there's nothing wrong with doing that. Six bucks is a lot of money. It, it, it can like be. like yeah. 14 bags of ramen in $6. <laughs> if you're trying to make some session beers, too, that you're like, I just want good, clean flavors out of. Yeah. And I want to make some house beer to have around and drink. You're not always looking for that you know, totally unique yeast character. So a lot of times, 001, 002... Translate 1056, uh, 1968. Those yeast strains are awesome, just house beer flavors. Um, they make the same kind of beer all the time. And you can use it in a diverse group of beer, pale ale, stouts, porters, IPAs. Um, I just suggest ramping in color and hop intensity um, so that you don't pitch on you know, a pale ale on top of a, a stout if you're just going right into the same carbon. Go up as opposed to backing exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah, okay. That's a good uh, yeah. Darker and stronger I used on to, the way up. I used to do that a lot, like when we were getting close to graduation, you had to really increase the amount of beer you were going to have. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you, Why is that? Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's college. It's college. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um, so when you know you're just going to make a lot of drinkable beer, there's only so much beer your brew system can make. But if you can keep reusing that yeast, I mean, so let's say you got a $25 batch of beer and that yeast is $6 worth of it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can get away with three beers without the the yeast and so four beers total, that, that cuts down the total cost of the beer quite a bit. Yeah, okay. Or dry yeast, for that matter. Dry yeast works great, That's too. That's what, a buck ninety-five, two twenty-five, or something like that? Yeah. And you've got to do starters with dry yeast, though, to get it up there? No, no? no, no not at you all. You can just go right in there. You sure. spoiled little brat. You never used dry yeast? Never. Jesus. I, I often talk about that, about how spoiled my generation is, too, especially me. Not only do I know nothing about dry yeast, but I don't even know about having to order ingredients online. You guys are, like, 13 minutes from my house. I just drive to the morbid. Oh, oh, wait, not everyone lives? Like- <laughs> yeah, that's... When I start, I was like, wow, is it, doesn't everybody have a homebrew shop? I thought we just broadcast to your neighbors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pacheco. Yeah. So dry yeast, you just throw it right in there, good to go, huh? You're better off proofing it like you would bread yeast. Put it in a cup of warm water, let it go for 5, 15 minutes, okay. um, swirl it up a little bit. You can actually see it start to froth, dump it in. Okay. You don't have to, but that's just better. Yeah. Doc, is there ever an occasion when you're brewing a beer, you're not uh, brewing on the cheap, so this is a bit outside the topic, <laughs> but is there ever an occasion where you actually ch- will choose a dry yeast over, say, a liquid yeast, because it's better for the beer you're brewing, or are you always liquid yeast? Look at his eyes. That's a no. No. I think it's a, good, a valid question. When I, did, when I did the experiment with the uh, uh, wine yeast, that was dry. And you yeah, it, wine yeast it. is typically dry. Oh. But uh, I'm like you. I'm spoiled. I've always used liquid yeasts, either uh, Y yeast or uh, White Labs. Okay. I bet you I have a dry pack of yeast in my fridge in the butter drawer right now. <laughs> it's been there for eight years? Probably. But it's my backup yeast. And I recommend all homebrewers who don't have it. access to a store within five miles. Is that in case you brew? Yeah. Sure. Dog. <laughs> yeah. Where's my sanitizer? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I've never used the dry yeast, but I always have it. Okay. Oh, so you do too. As, yeah, as a the 05, yeah. Right. Okay. All right. 
Let's talk a little bit about equipment now. Uh, I was going to say, I think that's where people will get the benefit of how do I keep improving my brewing right now, but not push my wife's envelope or whatever of spending excess money. <laughs> yeah, that would be rude to push your wife's envelope. Yeah. So Just punch her. You know, hopefully you have a boil kettle. If you're brewing already, you have some sort of boil kettle. You have some sort of heat source, whether it's the kitchen stove or whatever. But let's say you want to grow a little bit. You want to brew a bigger batch. Um you know, most of us start at five gallons, but learn it's the same amount of time to set up, clean up, brew, ferment, all of that stuff for 10 gallons. Yeah. Doc does 20. Yeah. Um, I found I can do 25. Yeah. He drives a Hummer, too. I mean, yeah. He's yeah. also slacking on his shipments of beer to the Rat Pad. Yeah, yeah I am. I will say. So, uh, and now so, you got to clean that fridge out, Doc. So, most of us, and, and, you know, a lot of people will grow up on yeast to, to handle both batches and such. So, you know, you can get some economies of scale going, but if you go out and just buy a brand new 15 gallon kettle and a burner that's going to do it, that's going to set you back 250, 300 bucks. Um, go to a local brewery, talk to them, see if they have any kegs that have uh, bad valve stems to them. Um, don't, don't, Get one from a bar. Don't get one from from your keg master or whatever. Yeah, the, the, those are generally stolen kegs. Uh, you know, what yeah. inadvertently or or directly. Um, but if you talk to a brewery about you know every thousandth keg or so, they'll drop off the truck wrong or so, and and uh, the stem will go bad and they can't fix it. I hate having a bad stem. Yeah, uh, so you can cut the top off, and now you got a fifteen gallon boil kettle. Okay. Um, I'm sure most of the, your listeners already know that, but they probably didn't know the part about how to get one legally and easily. <laughs> and, and, and you really should. It's frowned upon to yeah. just go let's pay, face, pay the... Well, especially now, yeah. Yeah, well, let's face it. All, all these craft brewers are now becoming our friends, yeah. as, as, the, as you guys, the Brewing Network, has uh, bridged that gap, yeah. uh, which is really cool. But you, know, you, you learn that Sierra Nevada's lost... I forget what the number is, but it's just staggering how many dollars worth of stainless they lost like two Ke- years ago kegs. Yeah, yeah. in kegs because the price of stainless they could a uh, scrapper could get 35 dollars oh. a keg and you're paying 20 dollars for a deposit yeah. guess what everyone's selling them for scrap right well, so because that's like a 25 dollar profit yeah you're close <laughs> yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> and that's on the low end <laughs> yeah. well each keg brand new is 150 bucks 175 right. bucks so yeah. so it pretty much you're you're costing the brewery 150 bucks but there are junk ones that you can find out there legally yeah. and they work great for what we need them for i've never met a, a brewery that doesn't have one that that kegs that doesn't have one about once a month or so hmm. Okay. Uh, and they're, they're, you can convert them real cheaply, or if you have a friend with a plasma cutter or something, they'll cut the top very off. Very cheaply. <laughs> yeah. So that that's one way to, to to increase your boil kettle size. But you can't do that on the stove anymore. Exactly. So now, now you got to be brewing outdoors. <laughs> that will not work. If you're just tuning in, I just want to remind you, uh, this is, you are in the right place. We've got Chris Graham from Beer, Beer, and More Beer with us, and we are giving away a More Beer Brew Sculpture tonight. It's going to be happening in about 20 minutes. If you signed up at morebeer.com slash the buzz by last night at midnight, then you are registered uh, to possibly win. We're going to be drawing the name here shortly, so stick with us. Carry on. So uh, if we've got a bigger kettle, we have to have a bigger burner. And, and that kettle, you know, is great. It'll get you a buy for a while, and you might want to upgrade it to a straight walled kettle later. I'll just leave that there. And when times are good give me a call yeah um but uh now you got your burner situation and ideally camp chef in my opinion i've used all kinds of other burners um superb burners uh brinkman burners whatnot and then for some reason camp chefs just they work okay and they last but they're about a 100 bucks a pop 
now you're starting to see you go to any Walmart, go to any Home Depot, you see these little fryer sets for Thirty nine, forty bucks. Yeah, those little turkey fryer deals where kind of everything's included. Exactly. Actually, and the kettle also. Exactly. And so you could brew in that kettle, but usually those are a little bit smaller than what we want. Okay. So keep that for deep frying your turkeys because you still use that. And it's good. Exactly. Yeah. And you can blend them if you're Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but but those beer tastes like turkey. <laughs> but those burners should That's be good. powerful enough to get you a ten gallon boil going. Okay, they're probably not going to put out the ideal flame pattern, so you'll probably end up with a little bit of excess scorching and that kind of stuff. But hey, it, it, it's going to allow you to make that quantity of beer. Yeah. It'll still allow you to make good beer. Upgrade later. You, it'll get you going. Exactly. The, the wife likes it too because you're not in her kitchen anymore. Exactly. You're outside. That's yep. a big uh, key right there. Although we moved out of our kitchen, and Shat has not figured out in a year and a half how to not boil over his starters, and our stove looks the same as it did when we were brewing in the kitchen. So let me just say... R- Regan would be proud of you. Once you get out of the kitchen with these uh, setups, you're going to want to listen to one of the starter shows we've done and Doc's information about how to prevent the boil over. Shat still boils over. How many times save. have I said this? <laughs> to save your, your wife's kitchen. Don't be a shat. Your kitchen. Let's not be chauvinist. Don't be a shat. All right. So um, some other things. Uh, you know, it, once you get to that size, you're going to need a chiller of some sort. Um, and, and while copper is not cheap, it's still the most economical way to cool your wort. Okay. Um, you can either, and, and this is one of those ones. Sometimes uh, this is where I will say check prices of chillers before you make one on your own. Mm-hmm. Most of us who have made them on your own have have ruined the coil. They're really easily kinked. Yeah, and uh, at the price of copper now, it's that can be a costly mistake, and um, so just check that before you build it. But usually, that's still your best thing is, is just sticking a drop-in cooler. Okay, immersion cooler. Is there a huge difference between me going out and buying the copper and the fittings and everything I need to make my own immersion chiller and the one that you guys have? Justin, or? you couldn't make a horse. <laughs> Okay, uh, if Doc went uh, and bought all yes. of the, uh, is, is there a big difference in the price from you you guys doing all the work? And Doc might be able to find most of it a little yeah. cheaper, but actually with the way we buy copper now, I'd be surprised if he could find a roll for I, cheaper I, than what we're doing. I think at best, and all the work I'd put into it, I, I might even it out. And I'm actually Maybe. not trying to give you guys no, that's, a shameless that's plug what I here. To, yeah. I mean, I really think that it's not uh, It's not a big... It might. I'm I've sure there's some savings, but uh, with the amount of time you have to spend doing it... I've I really, made them before. It's frustrating. you got to figure what you're going to wind it around. And yeah. Yeah, if you kink it, then you got to cut it and solder it. And it's it's a pain. That's still... You know, you're saying, though, that this is copper immersion chill or something. That's still yep. the cheapest way to chill beer right now? As far as I'm concerned, yeah. It, it, yeah. And uh, copper has a real good good uh, heat transfer yeah, it's to effective. it. Yeah. It's very effective. It's easy to sanitize since right. it's an immersion style. Um, yeah. Easy to maintain. I mean, at first, you're going to be putting it in the bathtub. Your, your kettle, you mean? Yeah. 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 Then, a small kettle, not but a 10-gallon. Gallon. <laughs> yeah, once then, you get up to 10 gallons, you're saying no, you, you, yeah. need, you need the, the chiller because you just can't. And you can't let it sit overnight because it, it won't even be down yeah. to where you want it overnight. Okay. So... Uh, moving right along into, uh, we talked about yeast pitching, growing up your yeast a bit. Um, fermenters itself, um, I'm not really going to talk about fermenters. We talked about that kind of getting started. But for the money, 
in in this type of economy. Glass carboys, in my opinion, are just the way to go. Okay. Right? Um, stainless is beautiful. It's very nice. It's easy to clean and maintain, and it won't shatter on you. That that's your number one scary <laughs> part of glass. Just yeah. as a reminder to everyone, I'm a huge fan of carboy bags. They have uh, straps that go underneath the carboys, big handles, and they're burlap kind of material. So if if it does shatter, it won't. It'll hold all the glass shards in, not cut you up. You get uh, a little padding on the bottom, so if you just set it down a little too hard, you won't get that that yeah. to crack the glass. Mm-hmm. I also want to, you know, I was thinking the other day. Uh, Jamil does shows for us here on the Brig Network, and he uh, he's let uh, me and Chad borrow his temp controlled conical now, uh, sort of indefinitely. We're storing it for him. Sure. He prefers to use carboys, and I was thinking the other day. I was trying to figure out why the hell. Would he prefer to use? I, I have nothing against carboys, but the but the the conicals are just they just seem easier to clean and they're all temp controlled. And one of the things I thought of was, I think it's easier and since we're talking about it, cheaper to temp control several carboys than it is to have several conicals, for example, or the electricity of several conicals. And I, I he didn't give me this answer. This is just me sort of troubleshooting why the hell he would let us borrow his conical for this long. But I think uh, you know if you're trying to. Now, now you're getting into temp controlling your fermentation, but you still want to do it on a cheap. Uh, you know, carboys you can put in a dorm fridge if you get the right one, and uh, you could build a heat box like Doc just lent us, which is just plywood and a lamp inside. Um, you could, insulation. You yeah. could also control your fermentation cheaper by using things like buckets and carboys. Exactly. Exactly. It's easy to to make a small room that's temp controlled, and that's what you're talking about. Yeah. To control a small environment, you know, all of a sudden you get yourself a, a large conical. You know, now you got to make a bigger room yeah. to, to control that temp. Chad sleeps with his. That's how big oh, of a room he needs. Fair for that enough. Thing. It's, uh, uh, it's massive. If you're doing ten gallons and you've got two five gallon carboys, you can essentially make two different beers. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can pitch two different yeasts in there. So a ten gallons is a lot of beer for a lot of people. Yeah. Another uh, way to get variety kind, on the cheap. Of one kind of beer, and, and yeah. it's a good way to get variety on the cheap. Yeah, too. yeah. If price is an issue for you, and that's what this whole show is about. I'm just saying, bang for your buck, glass carboys. Yep. It you're okay. not going to get a cheaper one, and then temp control, just like you said, I think is a lot easier. And depending on how big of a temp difference you got to maintain, and, and keep in mind, as far as I'm concerned, and every time I'm on the air, I think I say this: temp control of fermentation is probably the single biggest influencing factor on your beer. Yeah. As long as you do everything else right, but if you don't get the temp control of fermentation, forget it. It, it can make a difference between. Good beer and great beer. Yeah. Okay. Right. That alone. So if you're just getting started or if you've been doing it a bit and, and you want to improve your beer a little bit, this is the area to focus on. Okay. And, and if you want to spend a little more money, a chest freezer, in my opinion, with a temp controller is by far the easiest. And you can do multiples. You yeah. know, depending on the size of the chest freezer, you can fit three, four, five. I've seen some chest freezers. You can do six or seven. Yeah. When you open a chest freezer... Um, you know, hot air rises, so you're opening the top of a chest freezer while all the cold air stays right down in there. Yeah, Doc's left his, you know, oh. drunken stupors overnight all open. Night. Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> hardly wasted. Yeah, it's hardly wasted any energy. No, yeah. I hardly even turn. I come in. It's, it's not even, not even, on it's not even running when I come in. Oh, yeah. dang! I left it open again. <laughs> I will again. say that. Uh, 
our chest freezer is the best investment uh, we ever made. And not only for being able to temp control carboys, our the conical won't fit there, but our carboys will. But um, if if we're lagering a couple of carboys in there, we've also got a couple of kegs in there sure. at the, all at the same time. Just because of the size of it, it was really cheap on Craigslist. Our first one was super cheap. It was sweat equity. We just lugged this thing up up uh, like eight flights of did stairs. Did you have lunch with that old lady? No, we didn't have oh. to have lunch with it, but we did have to. Uh, it was pretty dangerous, actually. We could have died, but we got it up, and it was, and then it it broke uh, eight months later or something. And I think Chad went and got another one for, I don't know, eighty bucks on Craigslist. Don't buy a brand new chest freezer. Yeah, my latest one was forty five bucks. They're cheap, right? Yeah. Really, I'm telling you, if you are going somewhere and buying a brand new chest freezer, you are missing Stop. the point. Just it's ridiculous because it, it, for a lot of ways, not only have a billion of these things been made, uh, but it's just you know it's a fraction of the price. And great investment. They're more efficient, uh, uh, cooling-wise, just mm-hmm. in general, whether you're freezing things or not. And then, just like uh, you know, for all the reasons Graham said, you can fit a bunch in there. And chest freezer is a great investment. For some reason, just the looks of them, my wife doesn't like kind of frown at a chest freezer as much as she does at like an old 1970s <laughs> hot point refrigerator that's lime the green. Yellow one, true. Yeah. Yeah. Lime green with a lot of taps <laughs> yeah. on the front. Oh, I wish we had one of those. Actually, just I would actually prefer that. But I see your point. Uh, the chest freezers look a little nicer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, but they're just so all around because you fit a bunch of kegs in there and a couple carboys. Exactly, they're yeah. versatile. Yeah. Okay, so that's good for temp control. What else? Do you want to talk real quick about your um, your your temp box that we have here, Doc? So instead of cooling, now we need to in the right. winter months uh, keep the stuff a little bit warm. Um, uh, like everybody else, I started in the kitchen, uh, and then I got relegated to the garage in the backyard, which was fine. Uh, during the winter months, my garage though would get pretty cold so I, I had a lot of trouble keeping that temperature where i wanted it to and the kids were real young and they were i i caught my young, oldest one when he's just toddling around with the airlock in his hand and looking down inside the carboy uh, <laughs> and i go oh boy because it was in the it was, it, it, it was in the corner of the uh, kitchen and uh, how many times he'd done that, I don't know. Yeah. And so I decided I'm, I'm going to keep him in the garage. And I needed something to, to keep an even temperature. And as long as the, the ambient was what it was, it was probably in the 50s in, in the wintertime, I just built a, a box out of out of plywood. It's about, basically, it's two feet by four feet. Uh, economy-wise, using a four by eight sheet of plywood, I bought some two-inch thick uh, foam that uh, comes in the sheets. Mm-hmm. Line that with it. Uh, I put in a, a temperature control. Uh, just I just put in a thermostat in there, uh, a okay. one ten straight thermostat, and I used some fans and a couple of light bulbs and that little chamber that could blow past it and in, into the box. So the light bulbs are the heat source. Light bulbs are the heat source, but they're in a little separate area right in the in the side of it. So I didn't have the light on the carboy. I didn't want that. Oh yeah, good and point. So, and it would just. Keep that at exactly the temperature I wanted, as, as long, and it was very cheap to build. About yeah. approximately probably forty bucks, okay. maybe. Yeah, it's pretty. And you built a, a fairly decent size. We can fit two carboys. Two in carboys there. and uh, enough for a little bucket for a blow off tube yeah. thing, and it works really well. Okay, as long as the ambient is, is a little colder than than what you want. Yeah. When I first doc- met Doc, he was very frugal. 
at brewing. Oh yeah, yeah. A long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> long before he cared. Uh, well, but like you said in the beginning of this part of it, that if if, if fermentation is going to have the most effect on your beer, these are good tips for doing it. Uh, on now, the cheap. like what Doc built, there's also uh, is his name Ken Swartz. Yeah, he's he built this box that uh, he has the plans on the web. He's got a great website, Ken Schwartz, uh, dot com, com, I think, or he's, just Google it. Okay, and he he built this little. Uh, fermentation temp box, hot and cold, yep. that uses ice blocks, computer fans, and a basic temp controller. All the almost everything you can get at Home Depot for, I think, his parts list is under sixty bucks. Yeah, and he's actually cooled. When you get into cooling, that's when it gets expensive. Heating is pretty cheap to get through, but when uh, well, he's got a, a small one that also works really well. You have to change the ice on it every day, but it, it actually keeps the temperature where, where you need it it's got a, a thermometer control that uh, just turns the fans on and, and runs that and you just basically use a block of ice that you made and and you put it in there works great you didn't have to go to the ice store to get a block of ice yeah that ice store you <laughs> just make it in your own freezer well, you can make it that's there. a figment of your imagination isn't it <laughs> the ice store the ice man will deliver it all right if you're just tuning in uh, you listen to the session here on the brewing network we got chris graham with us talking about brewing on the cheap and in just a couple of minutes actually we're going to be giving away Ooh. a more beer brew sculpture it's a 10 wow. gallon system and if you signed up at morebeer.com slash the buzz then uh, by last night at midnight, then you are registered to win. Your name could be the lucky winner. So stay tuned. I'm going to take a break. Uh, before we do, I've got a quick question from the chat. It's back to ingredients, and it was a suggestion that somebody made in the chat room. I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about it. Somebody in the chat said, uh, you know, to brew frugally. One of the guests in there suggested reusing your dry hops for your next bittering hops. Have you guys ever heard of that? I have heard, heard of, of it, and you got to be really well planned out because you're not going to want to store those for a long time, risking spoilage issues. Yeah. Um, so if you're just putting one in the the you know the end of a boil, sure, you're not going to really be um, converting all the iso hops, uh, iso acids out, um, or yeah, or dry hopping. You're not going to be yeah, you're not going to exactly. convert any of the aroma. Yeah. But uh, work. but you know, so if you take it right out of a keg and right into a boil kettle, that'd be perfect. Yeah. Okay. But if you're going to try to store this for a long time, nah, I wouldn't do it. You're going to have problems. Okay. But yes, that is an area that they could reuse. It's it. pretty super frugal. I kind of like the suggestion, thinking hey. about it that way. So you guys would agree if you were say you were double batching that day. Yeah. Well, we so you were going back to then you'd say absolutely those could be your beer. Yeah. If you hops. got a beer, take if you're taking a beer out of the fermenter, it's yeah. a good chance to consider yeah. Yeah. using those dry. Hops. Now, how much bitterness will you get? That gets a little trickier. Yeah, to to calculate out. Well, you know, Matt Brinelson mentioned this concept on his uh, Zymergy article. Oh, he did? Yeah, and uh, there, in the, I don't think he went into much more detail than we just kind of speculated about. Okay. So there is some like more science, like how many yeah. how IBUs would you expect out of that? Sort yeah. of and the beauty, tougher to calculate. The beauty is we're homebrewers. Yeah. We don't have an audience that's expecting the same beer. So if it comes yeah, out yeah. a little bit different than what we wanted, well, it's okay. Right. Well, Mike does, but uh, yeah, I don't. Well, like right now, I'm in the mood. I'm trying to make the beer the same way I always make it. Yeah, well, that, so I have to, then that's, I can't do that. that's harder to do frugally. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, let, let's throw out one other thing. I mean, if, if you really want to get creative, I mean, I'm not going to tell you to reuse your grains, but uh, you can actually cook with them or give them to places that cook with them. Okay. Spent grain. Yeah. I've uh, just talked talk to my neighbor, and he's, he raises pigs, so they go over to there. That's where all your grain goes now? Yeah. To the pigs? Mm-hmm. Instead of just throwing them out, because I bet that's what you were doing. Yeah, I was just throwing them out. Are you going to get any of that pig meat? Um, I could. Yeah, I want to try some of that fresh pig. 
fresh pig, huh? Yeah. Oh, we got wild ones running around now. We're gonna have to start getting rid of. You're you're allowed to do that in our area, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's legal if they're a nuisance. Oh. I thought just in general you're allowed to kill wild pigs just running around. Well, they're all a nuisance if they think about I it. I think you can justify the nuisances. I'll totally go Look kill. Look they're coming right for us. Can we go kill wild pigs together on your property? Yeah, probably. That's going to be a lot of fun. What do you kill them with? What do you have to shoot them with? Biggest goddamn gun you can find. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun that way. You know what? It's real more sporting if I use my pellet gun. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going like, to like? Hurt him for a while? Oh, <laughs> I can see Doug running after I this know. dude, blazing through his field <laughs> in a some sort of tunic. I think you mean the shooting. other way around. Doug no, running away from this thing <laughs> after shooting. Oh, they, 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 I've seen they come about 20, 25 at a time. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. You need to know. Uh, they roll something need, automatic. They need more firepower. <laughs> they roll deep. Yeah. We'll do a caveman style to run him into the ravine or some shit. <laughs> You know what? I think I think you should go kill pigs and not invite Doc. You think so? Yeah. Just be out on his property. Uh, hey, Doc! Don't uh, worry, Karen. I'm killing, killing swine. With his socks and underwear. Get night vision. Loose leaf notebook. Yeah. All right. Oh, the moment you've all been waiting for is coming up. When we come back, we're going to give away Break. a more beer brew sculpture. It's uh, 10 gallons of beautiful beer-making pleasure. It's going to be free. Given away here on the Brewing Network, courtesy of More Beer, if you signed up for the buzz. So stick around. When we come back, we're just going to be a, a lucky, happy individual somewhere. It's the session with Chris Graham. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper Wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, Carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at fermentap.com or call Jason at 1 800 942 2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their Williams German Pills is mashed with pure German Moravian two-row barley malt for a light blonde color and malty crispness you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out their unique fermenters, draft 
beer equipment, bottling aids, and more. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection and enter promo code BREW at the order checkout for $5 off your next order over $50. Orders placed by 3 p.m. ship the same day. Again, go to williamsbrewing.com and enter promo code BREW at checkout for $5 off your next order. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And, and it's stuff. just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Right here on the session, we got Chris Graham with us today. Always fun having him in the studio, but it's more fun when he's giving away the, the bank, which uh, happens about every other time he's here. <laughs> like a lot, I'm not drunk right. today, <laughs> but today he's all, he's on antibiotics. He's yes. sober, and uh, this was a planned deal. If you signed up at morebeer.com/slash/thebuzz by midnight last night, you are registered uh, for your chance to win a more beer brew sculpture. The the one thousand is that what you said? The ten gallon one thousand was that the number? B three one thousand. B three one thousand. It's a ten gallon. It's what I brew on at home. It is. Yep. Okay. Well, you have well, it I haven't home. actually brought it home yet, but or brewed on it. Shut up, both of you. <laughs> is this, this is it one of these new fancy stands you guys make now too? Yeah. That are stainless. all all stainless. No. Is that what it is? Whoa. This system Whoa. is stainless. Yeah. Yeah. Stainless. The stand? is stainless. Isn't it the, the one thousand ten or one thousand fifty since it's stainless? No. Uh, it's just an option. Because it used to be all uh, you know painted steel, right? Yeah. yeah like but this. now they're full on stainless. Some are, you know. This one is. This one is. Okay. If you're brewing frugally, yeah. then... This, uh, isn't, this isn't frugal. This isn't the frugal model. Let me well, you don't this. have to buy paint to repaint it. <laughs> oh, let's see. <laughs> yeah, that is frugal. Jeremy. And it'll last longer. Thank you. Yeah. Is this the first time you guys have done a giveaway of this magnitude? You guys give away a lot of conicals and things like that. For you have been for years to get people into this, into the brewing community. But is this the first time you've really done a big sculpture giveaway? Yes. Ah, all right. Right here on the BN. First. Yeah. Uh, Who's important? All right. We got a lot of people waiting for this. Uh, people oh, come on, just, let's uh, wait a little longer. Been, <laughs> they've been anticipating it. Um, anticipatory. <laughs> it's been a lot of anticipatory behavior going on. First, the website was down. That was now. on purpose, though, right? To build the suspense. Wait, do I have to do one commercial before everyone stops listening? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On our way back! <laughs> can, I, can I keep the intense music you, you up while can, you do it? because yeah. this will be really weird. So one thing I want to say real quick is uh, we're, we're much a month of March, we're going to do a Brewonomics uh, stimulus package. Get people brewing, make it good and cheap for them. Wow, very traumatic. So I thought Brunomics was important. So, I should stress it. So if, if you're not currently on my mailing list or just not sure, sign up again. Go to morebeer.com forward slash the buzz. On the right-hand side, you'll see join our email list. Make sure you're on there before Tuesday. 
Tuesday. We have an email going out to that group. It'll have tons of coupons. Don't miss out on that. And it's Buzz with two Zs. Good tip. Uh, someone asked me if it was one or two. Brunomics so Stimulus, right? Figured I'd just... Yes. Stimulus his own little stimulus, stimulus with coupons, all so right. So can't spell. Yeah. So uh, for, us, for the rest of us that brew over 250 gallons a year, whoa, 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 are we going no. to get stung? <laughs> no. You're, You're out of your pay bur- higher taxes. You're out of your brewing bracket, and it's two hundred. You're out of our brewing bracket. We're the ones that are gonna like foot the bill for this. You pay for the rest of us. Yes, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Enjoy your Hummer. <laughs> I do. <laughs> As I drive a 1996 Toyota pickup truck, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what Sam drives. <laughs> are we ready? Oh ho ho! You should. You married the wrong person. All right, ready for the If one. all things are equal. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the 2009 More Beer, the Buzz Sculpture Giveaway is... Wait a minute. Let's open that. Eric Morse. M-O-R-S-E. Eric Morse! Morse. Ladies hey. and gentlemen. Tell us a little bit about him. Chris. All Tell right. Us about so I had to go find him on our page once we decided who the winner was. Okay. Um, we did that completely random. Um, had to then trace it back to the page, see who it was. Went on. He's got a nice, scary picture as his uh, home. <laughs> looks like picture. JP, doesn't he? I he, think he's, he's like one of my pictures. He uh, he's male. He's from <laughs> Center Sandwich, New Hampshire. Single. Um, <laughs> and, Scorpio uh, with a. Eric's been brewing 17 years, 13 years all grain, so this is awesome. He's got some cool pictures on his website, uh, on morebeer.com forward slash the buzz, and just uh, go to members, search for Eric Morris, one word, E-R-I-C-M-O-R-S-E. Okay, I'm trying to do that, but I see it's one word, Eric Mo- Oh, Oh, I see him. All right, there go to his profile. He's the winner. He's from Sandwich, New Hampshire. Yes. Center Sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> right, I like that. Not the bread. The wait, meat. look. Wait. I'm looking through his profile here. Uh, oh, what do I see on the left? Is that a hot bomb? I believe that Eric oh. Morse is part of the uh, the Buzz group, <laughs> the BN Army. Oh! oh. Yeah. All right. I promise this is coincidence only. <laughs> you didn't stack the deck for us? I did not, and I would not. How did you end up? Because I totally would have asked you to. <laughs> I mean, you guys have the biggest group in our our thing. So, so that, it just that so happened. How, how did you end up with the, the number? Just curious. Yeah, how did you is, pick is, the guy? Is, is it a computer kind of? It is. It's well, a complex use, algorithm. We uh-huh. use some PHP code. Um, JP walked barefoot through all of the names no, in no, a hat. No. In other words, <laughs> I knew much. how many people we had to do from, True. you know, choose from one to what was it, four thousand something this morning. Um, I sent that those two numbers over to my programmer. Said I need a truly random number. He generated that using PHP, some rand function okay. that they use. Oh, good. I think he was what number was it? Yeah. Eight hundred and something. Okay. So I'm looking through uh, Eric Morse. If, by the way, if you're out there listening tonight, Eric, uh, call yeah, call Bevo at 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER. Give us a call. I'm looking through his profile on the buzz there. He's got a bunch of pictures up. He's got a makeshift brew sculpture of his it's, own. It's, it's a pretty good brew sculpture. Yeah, two by fours and plywood, but he's got all three levels that he needs right there. He's my kind uh, of brewer. All right, he's so. got his own grain mill. That looked awesome. Everything's really kind of homemade. He's pretty. <laughs> I suspect his Tap handles he made himself. Yeah. He's pretty hardcore. He's got a firm wrap heater going. Oh, this is the kind of guy I want to see it's win tin the, foil. Uh, the sculpture. 
got cracked. Yeah, if you go ruined. to his pic- if you go to his picture five, that in his um, that that's his brew setup. Yeah, you know, I think I actually I uh, I set all the, the the blogs up. You know, saw all the featured blogs. He was a he was a featured blogger. Oh, is that right? Last week, I think that's. Yeah, I think he's doing a Panapot clone right there. Okay, he is. So uh, yeah, see, so he's a uh, he's not only a featured blogger and a member of the BN Army. Right, he's a brew sculpture owner too. Well, I can't get better than this for this guy. And uh, the, keep the dream alive. We're going to do a ton more contests like this. Um, we'll we'll be doing some uh, best how to videos. So make your own video. We don't care what quality it is. Okay, put it up. <laughs> um, Jason does. The rest of us don't. Yeah. Um, as long as the content's good, we're going to do the best homepage. So everyone has their own homepage. The best looking one. The best okay. features. All that good jazz. All sorts of giveaways coming up. Sign yeah, up for the buzz. We'll do probably a conical mill. That kind of stuff. Okay. Well, I want to thank everybody who came from uh, More Beer to listen tonight uh, to try to see if they were the winner. But uh, I want to give a, spe- a special uh, round of applause and congratulations to Eric Morse, the Eric winner. Morse. Please call in. The newest yeah. proud owner of a More well, Beer you know him, sculpture. Eight 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 four one beer if you're out there, Eric. And uh, well, as Graham said, everybody else, you know, uh, I don't think you did any wrong by signing up there for the buzz. You can keep using it to communicate, and uh, sounds like it's going to be a lot more giveaways going on. So thanks for hanging out with us here at the BN to see if you were the winner. And Eric, good job. And good job being a part of the BN Army. We couldn't have asked for more. That's pretty kick-ass, actually. So, all right. Uh, let's move on and make sure that we just uh, cover anything else we need to cover about frugal brewing. We've got one more segment to do tonight where we're going to be talking about using Belgian uh, candy sugar in your beers. Just going to be talking about some results that uh, a few of our hosts have had with uh, using it. Uh, we've been using it around here over the last few months, so we've got a few beers to sample and get that going. Uh, beforehand, uh, the last thing we covered was uh, you know fermentation and fermentation uh, temperature control um i I guess that you know we need to cover uh bottling or kegging and and things like that is there a way to get you know do we have cheap suggestions for getting into the now my beer is fermented uh now what um well bottling as we discussed uh is a lot you know you can get away with with trying to um get used bottles reusing your own bottles you can do things like um make your own bottle tree um, a lot of people go out and buy that kind of stuff, but my first bottle tree was an old dishwasher that no longer worked. <laughs> but oh, it was a go. great bottle tree, actually. All those little posts coming up, yeah. you could stick tons of bottles on the top rack. Bottom rack sucks. So, uh, and was that just sitting in your front yard like every other white trash person with an extra... <laughs> it was in my uh, backyard, Justin. I had to move my Camaro <laughs> to get at it, but, you know... yeah. But that, was good, that toilet made a great seat right it, next it to it. It was Springfield, Oregon. If you've ever been there before, it kind of fits. But. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, that's a good uh, bottle rack. Well, I went to, you know, I found a replacement rack, the top rack. So I had two top racks, and then I could fit a boatload of bottles in that thing. Or a load load rack. All right. So, I mean, kegging, trying to do it on the cheap gets hard without telling people to steal, and we would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, see, here, here's the only time I start to... You're going to tell someone to steal? Well, no, 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 no. I, I just, I start to argue with, in general, I am a big advocate of the on the cheap. I'm a big advocate of saving money and being frugal and, uh, you know, because uh, I'm poor. Uh, but... When it this whole bottle kegging thing is the one place I do start to divert. So if I can make one comment that's not about on the cheap, uh, yes, bottling's cheaper and and do it as long as you have to. But the but the second you can keg, 
just trust me. Your your whole brewing life will become so much more pleasant and enjoyable, and and you will you'll just like the brew process right. a lot better when you don't have to bottle forty yeah. bottles of beer at the end of you'll brew more. of your fermentation. But that's not frugal. I get that. I just wanted to put in my two cents about it how it depends on which way you really look at it. it. Depends on which way you look at it. Uh, you're going to be using the same keg over and over. Yeah, you don't have to buy new bottle caps. Right, uh, sanitizers. The sanitizer. So you I think it's that. true in terms of that part, but it it's just the kegerator. It's the fridge part yeah. that is where it becomes less frugal. And and there are cheap ways to do that. That's we, and yeah. we've covered that on other shows. But you're right, Doc. The the only having to buy the keg once and then you right. just keep reusing it. That's all cheaper actually. But it's the it's the having a fridge. I know. got into if, it. Where if time is money, then it's cheaper. Uh, right. Kegging's way cheaper. I got into the kegging. I, I bought a small keg, the two and a half gallon, and talked to my wife and let me put it in that back corner of the family refrigerator. Oh, Ooh. so I didn't have to buy the kegerator. I didn't have to buy any. Oh, that's like a good that. idea. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that. I guess if we took some shelves out, it could, you could fit in there. Well, you get all the green stuff out of the back. You can put five gallon kegs in most refrigerators on the yeah. bottom. Yeah. yeah, but this was easy to yeah. get my wife to let me put. The, or the, the, the tap address system. I mean, you know, there, there's bottling and there's kegging, and then kind of right in the middle is that tapa draft where it's Perfect. three big blue bottles that you can store two in your closet and one in your fridge on the shelf that lays uh, ah. vertical or horizontal, whatever one is laying down. Okay. Um, That's horizontal. That'd be horizontal. You. And then, uh, you know, so you can do that too. Okay. All right, so any other sort of containers on the cheap, or is that about cover it for us? That, that's going to pretty much cover it for okay. us. Okay. And did we want to do anything with, with, you know, mash or anything like that? or uh, I'll cover a couple of real quick things with that. Okay. Um, so mashing, you know, if you want to get into it. If you're already into it, you got what you need. I mean, you yeah. shouldn't need anything more. But if you want to get into it, um, I highly recommend um, checking out Denny Khan stuff. Yeah. Um, just Google the name Denny Khan, C-O-N-N. Yeah. yeah. Um, Make sure you take the adult limits off of your Google. You'll get even better, Denny Khan. <laughs> and then do an image search. <laughs> yeah. Which is how I search at work. That's how you search. So uh, he's got some great advice, Just and, and I'm sure a bunch of other people do, too. But, but um, beverage coolers are always the cheapest way to go. Um, and they're insulated already, and there's lots yeah. of ways to make manifold false bottoms of any type. Um, one of the best, cheapest because they already had a kegging system, sparge system I ever saw, was a guy was using corny kegs. He'd just fill them up with hot water oh. and just use CO2 and push them up at a nice, slow, controlled rate oh. for a sparge. I think I did I was that. Like, That's genius. Maybe it was you I was saying. I think it was too. me. Yeah. Nice job, Tim. That was some time ago. <laughs> uh, but if you're going to all green, all green's going to be cheaper in the long run, too. Uh, the, it, it's, it's cheaper than buying extract. Yeah, uh, buy quite a bit, and you can buy bulk if you're going to be brewing a lot. You can buy a sack of grain, mm-hmm. and that really cuts the price way down. So if you're looking so, to really cut the price down, that's yeah. uh, your next step up is cutting the ingredient prices. If you've got all the equipment already, mm-hmm. and you can actually make a lot of your uh, all grain stuff. So really, it's a lot like Obama's new recovery plan. If you spend a lot of more money up front on uh, extra grain and uh, you know all grain and all that, in the long run, you're going to do better. And yeah, I promise, sure. if you spend a lot of more beer, I'll make sure that money gets spent elsewhere. <laughs> but if, yes. you, if you plan on quit drinking beer, then Anytime buying soon. a sack of grain is not going to help you. Why yeah. would you plan? <laughs> yeah, nobody plans. I'm sick, yeah. and I don't even understand that statement. I mean, interventions. <laughs> no, happen, what I'm but saying is, you're, you're not going to quit drinking beer. So uh, buy the big you grain. Being, you know, I'm being facetious. facetious yes. Don't judge. Sometimes hangovers really mess you up. 
Are you still I'm not drinking? Uh, yeah, Princess Vomit. I had a beer yesterday. You did. Oh, See, she didn't quit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's I the had, first one in like a month and a half. I had wow. a beer yesterday. A beer an hour. <laughs> what? That was stupid. I know. You don't get to talk anymore. <laughs> we have a telephone call, don't we? We have a very special uh, telephone call. Uh-huh. Eric Morse, our winner of the oh, winner no is on the line. Bring him on. Yeah. Eric, what's happening, brother? Hey, Justin. How are you? I'm doing okay, but I, I would hope you're doing a lot better than I'm I am. Jealous. Unbelievable. You are the, the proud new owner of a more beer sculpture, Did you my think brother. you were going to win? I, I had this kind of feeling, but then I kept having to, uh, you know, do a reality check every once in a while. <laughs> Did you make somebody <laughs> no, else no, listen not... to the replay to make sure it actually was your name that was called? Yeah, Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, we're checking out your profile uh, at the break because we, we did know the name uh, ahead of time there. We're looking around and going, you know, you're, you're kind of the perfect candidate. You've been working hard at brewing for a long time. How long have you been a home brewer? I started in 1992. 1992? Yep. All right. And you've built a lot of your equipment, it looks like. You've really kind of just established your own kind of brewery. And now, all of a sudden, you're getting this top-of-the-line upgrade. Yeah, this is a dream come true for sure. <laughs> you know, cool. honestly, my business partner Olin and I were, were doing this earlier today, and we're going, you know, as we're kind of setting it up. I mean, you have this instinct to want to henpick someone out, uh, and it's like, no, that's just not cool, it's not fair. And yeah. I'm like, all right, Brad, you know, found this thing for me to use, and let's just use it, see what we get. And we're like, do we want to have any stipulations on it? I'm like, no, we can't. That's you know, that's not cool, <laughs> right? But you want to, you know. It, it's that deep down, and so you're wondering: Are you going to get the guy who's never even put their own picture on or anything, or, yeah. or never even brewed a batch yet? He just likes to likes to be on the. You page. just don't know, and then all of a sudden we open, you know, we, we put in the number, then we had to figure out how to translate what your, that number meant to who you were, yeah. And then we found you on the site, and it was like, holy crap, this is perfect. A good guy. I yeah. mean, yeah, a good guy. The the sculpture you built yourself, that's awesome. That's yeah. admirable. Yeah. Um, and and now that we get to come in, it's almost like a little pimp in your ride there. Yeah, it's admirable, but now it's firewood, Eric. No, I hope he's going to give it to somebody else that he wants exactly. to Exactly. Pass it along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, really. No, I've, been, does, I've been trying to figure out how to get a, a sculpture for a long time, or how to build one, and, you know, I've got to find new wells, and trying to find the kegs, and the kettles, and the pumps, and it just wasn't in the budget anyway, so. Yeah. You know, well, you just figured it out. Yeah, well, stop looking, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> and besides, what the hell else is happening in Sandwich, New Hampshire? I mean, you better be brewing a bunch of beer, man. Well, it is Center Sandwich, so that's probably a good activity, a good buzz going on. <laughs> I see. Yeah, no, this is a beautiful place to brew beer. Yeah. The drugstore <laughs> opened a new aisle. Outside, yeah. Yeah, but your system looked like it was outside. You're brewing, like, under the patio or something. Absolutely. Yeah, that's hardcore, man. Even in the winter? Yeah, yeah, no, it works. All right. I, I got, uh, <laughs> the beer gets made. I got my fermentation stuff right inside the basement, so it's it's a short walk inside to, to warm up. Okay, very nice. Well, Eric, <laughs> man, this is I'm excited. I I think this is very cool. Uh, Graham, is this? I mean, is this thing in route? I mean, can he expect his uh, sculpture yeah. here pretty soon? Look out your window now. <laughs> yeah. Give me a call tomorrow. We'll All go right. through everything. <laughs> Give. Awesome. Give Chris a call at more beer tomorrow. This is cool, man. And also, uh, all the contributions to the buzz you've been doing. I guess you were a featured blog recently, and you're posting a bunch of stuff on there. That's all cool, man. Yeah, it worked out great. I mean, we thank you for being part of the the uh, buzz, and we hope uh, you inspire more people. 
All right. Well, thanks for more beer and the Burn Network. You guys are great. Hey, no worries. Can you send us some beer off, like some first runnings off of that new Ooh. system? There we go. Yeah, I'd love to taste some. Just because it's fun, man, even yeah. if it's shit. <laughs> you, well, and what I mean is you know, it's tough to get used to new equipment. You, you're going to yeah. make some mistakes, but I'd like to taste it anyway because I'm just excited you got it. You wouldn't system. know a mistake. Yeah, I'll drink it anyway. No, no, my beer tastes a lot better. Uh, I've been listening to the Burn Network for a couple years now, I guess, and uh, cool. the beer definitely gets better and better. Well, good. Well, thanks, you guys. Hey, thank you, man. This is all. Congratulations yeah. to Eric awesome. Morse. And uh, thanks for calling in, brother. All right, thank you. All right, cheers. There you go, Eric Morse, new owner of a oh. more beer sculpture. It's a life changer there. Part of the club. Now Chad's going to call him, email him. Hey, guy, I have one too, you know. Hey, you know, I'm from the East Coast. You ever been to you ever been to Mystic? I'm from the East Coast. I have a sculpture. We are sculpture buddies. Yeah. We're Atlantic Ocean sculpture buddies. Woo! <laughs> hey, I'll take a picture of myself standing next to a nude, and you do the same thing, and we can swap, whoa, 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 and whoa, we'll wait. be friends. <laughs> It's all done. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's already done it. He was working with Chris Graham since early today. Already knew who the winner was. Life size. <laughs> uh, that's very cool, man. And, and a good winner. So, Graham, good work, guys. That's nice of you and a uh, cool thing. Hey. So, all right. Hopefully, we inspired a few people. Like, hey, I want one of those. Yeah. yeah. I know. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not just all giving stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to get one, too. Well, I will say this, uh, lots of different giveaways happening here on the Brewing Network, courtesy of Beer, Bear, More Bear. We do one every month, and I will admit enough to say that we've got a few surprises up our sleeves happening later in the year. But for now, if you uh, every $5 donation you make to the BN, or if you're a recurring donator, you're entered automatically. We're going to be giving away next week a uh, Jay-Z style immersion whirlpool chiller, which allows you, it's just an immersion chiller, but allows you to whirlpool at the same time and um giving all that away it's uh five bucks uh for a, an entry uh every increment of five gives you another entry we'll be drawn that next week so and every month we're doing more courtesy of beer beer and more beer so they're always doing cool things like this for us all right um what we got to do is a belgian candy sugar discussion and we're going to taste some beers we've been doing this uh over a period of time where uh not only our listeners have been winning uh, Belgian candy sugar from the Brewing Network, but uh, our hosts here, Tasty, Chad, uh, Doc, have all brewed beers with this Belgian candy sugar, and they're ready for some tasting. So I'm going to take a quick break this time. We'll take a real quick one, and we'll come back, and we're going to talk about uh, these beers and how they use the Belgian candy sugar in the process. We'll do a quick segment about it because uh, it's kind of it's a newer product. It's not brand new. How long have you guys had it at the shop, Graham? A couple years now, about at least. A year. Yeah, oh, just about a year. Okay, uh, so it's pretty new, and uh, just what parts of the process to use it in but everyone is really saying that it's the it's the it's the best way to get that true belgian flavor out of the beer so we'll talk to our yeah. guys and see if they agree with that now after they've made a, a couple beers with it and we'll taste them right here on the air so stick with us guys uh, when we come back belgian candy sugar plus we're going to give away some belgian candy sugar to one lucky caller so if you're new to the bn 888-401-BEER we got some stuff to give away hang in there it's the session we'll be right back you're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network.
Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kennels, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The, the more, more beer, beer deal, deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Welcome back to the program. Thanks to Chris Graham for coming in and giving away sculpture with us from Beer, Beer, More Beer. A lot he had of to information, go. too, so that's good. A lot of good info. He was dying, though, so he had to leave. He's got uh, that deadly disease, pneumonia, which I thought had been cured, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's pneumonia is a killer. Marriage is another one. Combine <laughs> the true. two, and you got to go early. We can stream video from our cell phones, but uh, we can't cure pneumonia. Actually, they can, or we'll be dead. <laughs> well, Prevent, I think, is Thank what you, you. You're welcome. We, yeah. Fucking semantics with yeah, this guy. Yeah, Doc. <laughs> semantics. All right. Uh, so our last segment we're going to cover tonight, we're going to give away some Belgian candy sugar. So uh, if you you're should. a new listener, we'd love to give some to you. I'll tell you how to do that in just a minute. Um, but we're also going to be tasting some of the Belgian candy sugar beers that have been brewed here in the Brewing Network over the last few months. I think uh, starting since November, uh, Chat had brewed one back then with a little bit in there. Are you all right, Bevo? Am I missing something? I'm, You're just kind of squirming uh, over there. I think Bevo's missing something. I have new pants on, and I, um, they've been bothering me all night, and I forgot to take the tag off. I saw you digging around your pants. I thought you had crabs or something. You're squirming. <laughs> You're digging in your pants. I thought it was the tag. Just, just take them off. No, it was oh, the, no. the price tag. I see. All right. Well, what are we going to do? Why don't we start with Shat's beer? Do you have that poured, Shat? I do. Uh, because yours uh, is maybe the oldest uh, brewed back in November. Uh, what style of beer did you brew? Dark straw. I'm not sure if I've Belgian got, dark straw. I've got two things that look awfully the same, although I don't think they are because one's yeah. more clear than the other. So, point. point wait, it's it's this What's guy. Is him right here like, for me? Like this? Yep. Okay, so we've it's got Chat's Belgian dark strong in here. Is this the first dark strong you've ever done, Chat? This is the first dark strong. Which okay, one? and uh, you did this with Belgian candy sugar. Correct. Um, now, did you? I think here's a good place to start when we when we talk about the, these things. Did you add the Belgian candy sugar to increase your gravity and or just to add, like, flavor and color? I wasn't shooting for gravity too much. Pretty much just taste. So rather than adding extra two-row or something like that, you replaced, uh, you did the candy sugar. Well, a lot of recipes call for cane sugar or something like that. So I pretty much replaced that, the cane sugar that Ah, it called for. Usually calls for, like, a pound or something. Uh, Two pounds per ten or whatever it is. Okay. So I used about four and a half pounds of the candy sugar. In a 10-gallon? In a 10-gallon batch. What was your original gravity? It was over 11. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was about 11. Okay. Yeah. It went to 11. And what did it finish at? Because that's supposed to be another thing about good uh, Belgian sugar and, and why people use the cane sugar, too, right, is that it's supposed to really ferment out and finish dry. Uh, how did this do? It's about, you know, high 20s. About ten twenty six, believe it or not. Which so is it's pretty a little, good for that. That's yeah. what I yeah. want to. Is that is that a great number for something that starts for, at eleven? For at eleven, yeah. yeah, getting that down there like that, and uh, especially with, with all the dark grains. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much, it was made up of pilsner. Uh, Munich was another big percentage, about thirteen yeah. percent, and then the rest was uh, aromatic, special B, melanoidin. Yeah, that came out pretty good. I can really taste. Um, and I guess it makes sense because it's high in alcohol. I'm getting those uh, those alcohol uh, flavors like you would in a Belgian dark strong. Uh, I use little phenol. It's clearing my sinuses a little bit. I should say I use the D2, the dark, and the um, clear. Oh, oh you wow. use both? Yes, all three. All three. Oh, uh, oh why? Because uh, I had it. Because you could. Because <laughs> yeah. he could. After he added each one, he forgot in ten to, seconds. So I'm not going to another one. I'm not going to lie. Well, that yeah, that could have <laughs> happened. That could have happened, but it didn't. Um, homebrewchef.com, I went and looked at Sasha Full Secrets. Okay. Got a shitload of sugar in there. I said, what the hell? Oh, and did he have different kinds also? Oh, yeah. He did. He's got uh, candy sugar. He's got dark rock candy. He's got turbinado. Oh, yeah. He's got all kinds. So you thought, why not use the variety we had here? Sure. Okay. What, uh, I, I kind of space on, when did you put the sugar in? Yeah, what uh, part of the process? Pretty much with the last five minutes. Oh, so in the boil. it was in the boil. Okay. Yep. About five minutes left. Maybe it flame out. All right. right around that. Okay. Time. And so you just dumped it all in right then? Yep. Okay. Still wanted a little warm, you know, so I could mix it yeah, up pretty good. With this uh, type of sugar where it comes to, like, the thick syrup, it's so much easier to handle than uh, the dark rock candy, the hard, the big crystals. Uh, you put that in, it burns on the bottom. Um, I've, I usually use it. I'll, I'll take a big pat, pot or something, a sauce pot, and I'll put hot wort in it. Stir the stir the big uh, rock candy in there, and then once it gets dissolved, I put it back in there. And, I, and you have to do it several times if you're doing enough of it. Uh, yeah. You can't. You don't want to just turn up, you know, flame off and throw it in there, and then stir and stir and stir and hope it's all done. A lot of it can, can burn on the bottom or whatever. So, uh, getting the, the hard rock candy to uh, just to dissolve enough, it takes a lot of work. Okay. With, with these bottles of this stuff, it's so much easier. Ready to go. Yeah. So much easier. I think I was um, also with the color, SRM. It didn't really affect it as much as I thought it would. Yeah, you need have to add some dark malts to get the yeah. color. Yeah. I thought yeah, it'd be it, a little darker. It'll so. give you a different flavor. It's going to give you more of the, uh, you know, the brown sugary kind of mm-hmm. kind of molassesy mm-hmm. kind of flavor to it rather yeah. than, than the clear. Well, and it'll give you it'll give you more color than the amber rocks will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So this beer, to me, even though it sounds like it finished down pretty low. Is sweet. still pretty damn sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that's a symptom of four pounds of, of the sugar in there? Maybe if you were to redo this recipe, you'd have gone less? Yes, a little less. What do you think, Doc? Same thing? Or tasty I would, also? I would have wanna... uh, lessened the grain. The grain? I would have down... Uh, Replaced some of the grain with sugar? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you'd have stayed or, with the four pounds of sugar, but less poundage of... I, I would have gone the original gravity lower... Uh, before you added the sugar, so just downgrade the recipe, all the grains uh, down. Mm-hmm. So you would start at like whatever a ten eighty five or something before you added the sugar, and then the sugar on top of that would have got you, you know, up in the ten ninety five range, right. and you would have got it like a lot, a lot, um, a lot drier. 
that way. So when we're talking about putting sugar in it to dry it out. You can't have something that's going to end up sweet and then think if you put sugar, it's going to dry it out. Yeah. It, it has to do with the makeup of the grain bill or you know the fermentables. If you got a 1090 beer that's all grain, and, you know, like a barley wine or mm-hmm. something, you're going to end up with a sweeter beer, a thicker kind of unfermentable kind of thing. As if you had a 1090 beer that, you know, 20 points of that is going to be from sugar. It's going to be a very dry beer and still have the same alcohol. A lot of body to it still, but not finished out at ten twenty six. So, what type of malts am I going after? It all oh, just, just, just no, the, just take your recipe, base, yeah, and just kick down the gravity. Kick, kick down the yeah, gravity, gotcha. like yeah. just across the board, and then put your put your. You're going to start out with a uh, you know, and it, you might even be able to add more sugar to it to yeah. get so, that, to get your alcohol back fact. up. There. So, if he was in something like Pro Mash and yeah. he just scaled the gravity, it would equally reduce all the everything grains. down, yeah, this, yeah. but, but without the sugar. Yeah, temporarily yeah. De- temporarily delete the sugar. Yeah. yeah. And then, then then lower the gravity from right. There. Okay, so and then add your sugar back in. And then just put that sugar back into the. Tasty, yeah. same suggestion from you, uh, or anything to add? Well, that will dry a beer out. I mean, I, I don't know what did your beer finish at? Was it ten twenty six? Yeah, twenty six, twenty eight, or something. And what did it start at? One over one, like one one. Yeah, one one. All right, well, that's not right a bad. Around. That's not a bad finishing point for this beer. You could get it to attenuate better, but that's that's hard to get those extra few points. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the, if you want to get more the alcohol. Uh, yeah, I would definitely. You could do that. Yeah, with a lot of these great, with these dark grains and the specialty grains you got in there, it's going to be some unfermentables in there that aren't are, aren't going to ferment down as right. much. Yeah, because it's not the alcohol that bothers me; it's the sweetness mm-hmm. uh, of it. Yeah, it's a little candy e. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a Belgian dark strong, and so you will. Yeah, get those that. are going to be sweet. You Agreed. Know? And, and this is but, only uh, what you know. I've had four this months before, old. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it varies. I I don't have a problem with it. What I would have liked to see is uh, one type of sugar. Well, uh, I, because I, because I mm. think and and you know and and no disrespect to Paxton, uh, you know I, I love you, Sean, but the sauce are full of secrets. To me, it's too much. It's too much stuff going on. I think a lot of the sugar flavors cancel each other out and they get lost. I would really like to see just the dark two. Uh, like like I I did a Belgian dark strong was ten ninety eight. It finished at ten thirty two. That's really sweet. Uh, but you can taste the 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 figs and and kind of the raisiny kind of qualities of the sugar. Where, why am I wheezing? Uh, where here, it, it it just it just tastes sweet, and that's it. There's really no qualifier. You know what I mean? There's really no definitive. Why is it sweet? Kind just of doesn't have that beer yeah. type, yeah, taste that it should. Probably yeah, it's it's it's, it's not it's not as dimensional as right. as as adding the sugar will be. Okay, uh, but but I will say it is uh, uh, the cleanest beer I've ever had from Chad. Oh, yeah. Wow. It is. It's it's really really clean. Okay. Yeah. It's cleaner than clean. Yeah. So good job. All, All right. Yeah. Okay. And I know we're getting. Uh, I'm going to come back to this beer. Um, we, we did talk about where you used this in the process, and I want to ask everyone where they used their in the pro- theirs uh, before we ask why. And we're going to come back to. I got listeners asking me about why you put it uh, in the boil uh, as opposed to other places, and we're going to come back and talk about that. All right. What's this? Uh, whose is this next one? That's uh, the other uh, darker version. That's my Belgian yeah, double. That's, this that's one's Tasty's tasty. yep. Belgian double. Right. Okay, and uh, tell us a little bit about this beer, Tasty. Well, this is uh, based on, if not exactly, the uh, Brewing Classic Styles uh, recipe. I don't know if he used saws, but I did. Uh, it's got, uh, <laughs> he probably did. Um, starting gravity was 1065, and it finished at uh, 1.008. Wow. Yeah, so it's, 
Wow. It may taste yeah. sweet, but it's not. Uh, it's right. Not, it's not, it doesn't measure sweet. It doesn't. It's really. It's not uh, sweet up front. It's got uh, some alcohol sweetness yeah. in it. Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. 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 It's got you some, might have been getting some of that. It, in it's chest, got a little too. graininess too, and, and you can taste the size. It's kind of got a snap to it from the size. It's got a. I, I hate it when I pull weird flavors out of my <laughs> out of nowhere. But Jay Z always told me it's okay because if you're tasting it, it's fine. So I'll go with him. But I think it's this alcohol sweetness I'm getting. I'm getting a little Jägermeister out of it. It's got a little bit of that kind of, uh, and I think that's well, the Jägermeister grainy is part. A spicy. Of, it's a little spicy. It's a little grainy. Yeah. It's a even the aroma. I, look, it's not Jägermeister, but it's a, there's this tiny component of that spicy it's sweet a, alcohol. Yeah, it's got uh, a German quality to it. It's, 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 it's a, a, like a, German, a German beer quality to it, uh, and, and the sauce. It's probably the same. Yeah. Coming How through. did you get that so low tasty? Was that just a natural? It was just a uh, you know a good sized pitch. And okay. actually, I used this was a beer I made to to build up yeast for my uh, golden strong. I see. What did it come out as? The final. Oh wait. Cool. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, and and Is where there, did you put the, the sugar? That in the last process? ten minutes. The ten ten minutes before flame out, I added uh, one point five pounds of the dark candy sugar and one point five pounds of the clear. Ah, okay. That's like 30 pounds of sugar. It's a lot. Five pounds? No. Three pounds <laughs> three, of sugar. Yeah. Three. yeah. And, uh, 60 yeah. pounds. Oh, yeah. Bad math pounds. joke. <laughs> did I write that you for know you? No, I... I, <laughs> I, I He's now my writer. <laughs> if I was... Like when I did the Golden Strong, which I used quite a bit more sugar, I think I used five, I, four I, and a half pounds. I just blended the two. That's a good beer. Because yours is very dry and his is not. Let's open yeah. Chad's beer out. It's a helper beer. It does. <laughs> Chad's beer out. <laughs> it's a lot like Tasty. <laughs> Tasty and his beer both helping Chad out. Yeah. Gotta have a And still. Up. Well, <laughs> anyway, if I was if I was going to put more sugar in this beer, I would put some of it into the ferment like I did in the Golden Strong. I, you would? I just put half of that into the boil and the other half uh, three, day, three days into the ferment. I like it. Is it a little flat? Um, I got a lot of carbonation on mine. Do you? Yeah. yeah you know, that that glass there. Yeah, I'd probably bounce in that glass. That's a tall, skinny. Glass. Uh, that, that was probably one that had. You a need lot a goblet. Foam. Too. Feel okay. these had a lot of foam on them. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's not as carbonated as uh, like the beer should be, but it's certainly at you know at least two and a half, almost two point eight volumes. Doc, anything you would change about this beer in terms of the candy sugar? Um, did you use that right? I maybe more. A little more uh, and more dark, probably in the ferment. Okay. I like I'd like to I'd like it to be a little sweeter actually. Yeah, not a lot. Right. Not a lot, but and 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 a nice uh raisiny bell uh, you know kind yeah. of a, kind of a plum kind of kind of sweetness, not just a yeah, I think, sugary yeah. sweetness. Yeah. Which, yeah. which which candy sugar did you use, Mike? Which Why one? is the dark or whatever the D2 the D2 is the D2. Like, right? okay. yeah. yeah, I could see more of that in Cuz the there's a dark and then there's a dark too. Yeah. Which is why it's called 2 cuz the second one D2. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the one I really like on non Belgian. All right. It's a nice beer. That is. Yeah, okay. I like the uh, flavor that I do get from the, from the from this particular candy sugar. It really uh makes the beer taste a little more like uh, tropical or exotic or Yeah. It, it, it just gives more character. And I can see what Doc's saying about well, use a little bit more, you might get just more of that character. Yeah. Cuz this beer it's it's probably a, it's nice, it's a nice clean beer, but it doesn't like get a hold of you in terms of uh does it have a unique and, and interesting flavor? Oh, it's, it's pretty a, pretty benign, actually. Very clean. It is benign, yeah. yeah. But, but I think that the one 
thing that I would want to have more of. It would be the the sweetness from the you know the fruity kind of sweetness. Yeah. A little the, more character from chip. that, I think, yeah. would have been yeah less <laughs> benign. You know, with some of that sweetness would have been all right. I think yeah. Un- unbenign. Yeah, well, unbenigned. If you go to darkcandy.com, you can actually check out the description. So dark, you're going to get more uh, soft caramel, vanilla, plums, and raisins. Yeah. Um, and the D2, you're going to get more fig, uh, burnt sugar. Uh, toffee and dark chocolate, and that's what I'd like to see. And yeah, I could do all three sugars. Okay, I'll like the shatter. All right, what's this third beer in front of us? This one's Docs, and what's the style of this one? This is a Belgian triple. Okay, um, I wanted that's something. What I started with today, something monstrous. Oh, this one smells the best of all three so far. It's, it's, I know they're different beers, but this one smells. It has a great aroma. This one was a long time in the making, and, and it, it really needs to, to age another six months. Okay. Really, this is uh, brand new, fresh, and this is forced carbonated, so uh, I got some earmarked for Belgian bottles. Okay. Wow. Uh, it started at 1093 before I added sugar. Oh really? Yeah, and you can taste it, man. The first, the first flavor I got, I got, I got candy sugar, and then immediately alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it it, it it gets it's a sneaks up on you. And Is that because yeah. you did not plan and scale back to use Belgian candy, or you just thought, "F it, I'm going to do a bunch with grain and add candy." No, I knew I was going to add candy, but I wanted okay. I, I added all this uh, during the ferment, a little at a time. Um, I did 25 gallons of this. Okay. Uh, I put uh, over five days. I put five of the bottles in there. Okay, seven and a half pounds. Seven and a half pounds on top of that, so it, it was well over eleven. It finished at ten oh eight. Wow! Wow! Uh, which sugar did you use? Uh, the clear, all clear, uh, all clear, okay. all clear on this one. Why? Uh, because it, I wanted it's to a be triple. very a triple. I wanted to be very light. I didn't want any other. Um, plum flavors in it. I, okay. want, I want it to be very clean, very clear, very light. Very strong. Very strong. <laughs> um, it's a dock-style beer, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. ah, this will get you loaded, man. We yeah. gotta, there's got to uh, be a new style. Uh, at the Doe's meeting the other night, they were calling it the Velvet Hammer. <laughs> it is smooth, yeah. Yeah. The alcohol is uh, much more in the aftertaste than it is in the front. Which means you know you can go ahead and take a big swallow before yep. you know that you've t- had a big chunk of and, alcohol, and that's what I wanted. And but this <laughs> one, I, I, I didn't want it to be right up front. I wanted yeah. to be uh, that warming afterwards. Yeah, it has that, and uh, <laughs> it, but it's still pretty young. Uh, yeah, it will let that alcohol how, settle down a little. How bit. young it's is pretty it? Bold. Uh, I think Three I brewed in December, forward. probably forward, maybe yeah. Yeah. December, November, late November, December ish. Uh, it's put a lot. It was a long time in the conical. It was a long time uh, sitting in the keg, kind of secondary. Yeah. JP, what do you think of this beer? Uh, I think it's good. <laughs> um, uh, He's already drunk. Good answer. And another thing. Uh, yeah. No, it, it's very good, and it does have the most uh, of kind of the Belgian quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really... Uh, what yeast did the you banana-y, use? Uh, the uh, My favorite's the Abbey, so that's what I used. That's what I used in mine. White Labs? Yeah. Dark Strong. Okay. And, uh, What'd you use, Tasty? Uh, the 570, the golden uh, yeast. Okay. It's Chad, just, what carb- do you think of this beer? Carbonation's just right, too. It's just, I don't know, it's just a really nice beer. Mm. I like it. Yeah, well, I got good. another bottle, too. Well, and you're going to bottle, you said you mentioned that you're going to, I don't want to go too in, in, into depth about that, I want to cover some other things, but you're going to bottle condition some of this. I've got <clears throat> earmarked a few places for this. I'm going to do um, the champagne type. Okay. That, uh, we talked with... Um, 
Drew about. Yeah, Drew Beecham. Yep. You can uh, search our archives for I, Drew I, Beecham. I've got some champagne bottles, and I've got a corker, and I'm going to use uh, the 750 models, uh, 750 bottle uh, for the cork and cage. Mm-hmm. I'm use that. I've got a few bottles of um, with about 11, with 11.5 uh, uh, ounces. The the thick bottle Belgian beers hmm. that come in like a six pack. Yeah, and yeah. I don't want to be blowing any any. Uh, yeah, I want to get the carbonation up there, so I'm going to experiment with it. I He's got the button in the bottom, so yeah, take yeah. So I want I want to experiment with these. Okay, so some of these, these are, are really thick Belgian. They're the they're, they're not twelve ounces, but they're eleven point fives or whatever they are. Oh, the three seventy five mils, like yeah. the Vinny Vinny bottles, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I got those too. Okay, uh, but these are these these I could probably put in competition too. Oh, the six ounce mum bottles? No, yeah. I got those oh, too. Yeah. No, these are the ones that uh, some of the other Belgian bottles come in. Uh, Belgian beers come in. It's like a six pack. Oh, okay, I know. Uh, they they look like anything else. And most contests will uh, say between what ten and twelve ounce bottles yeah and, and sometimes they'll let you buy with less for barley wine and yeah and so this fits within that one but they're thick glass okay and, uh so the carbonation is going to be up there in those and i'm gonna i'm gonna bottle condition those all right so we'll, we'll have that out in maybe next month good beer to experiment a bunch of things with now i, I, I will say i can i have a question for you uh you mentioned how low this one finished right what would you say 1008 1008 also on this one but I still get a little sweetness on this one, but in a good way. Well, now, this yeah. one I wouldn't call too sweet or too dry or anything. I guess my question for you is, since it finished so dry, is the sweetness I taste alcohol sweetness in this also? A lot of it, yeah. It is. It's not a sugar. It's not a leftover sugar sweetness. There's some some with that. Uh, the As much as you get from dexatrin. Right. Like, you know. uh, the, the alcohol, actually, there's a lot of alcohol in it, so it can mess up with your... Um, you measurement some, mm, okay. But uh, there's there's the dextrin, which will you know kind of the on your tongue some, but the alcohol sweetness is was there, yeah, yeah. Because I like the residual sweetness in this one. That's it. There's just, just an, right. there's just enough there. It's not one of those really dry triples. Yeah, uh, I, I've come across a few of those that just it's just too dry. Mm. So this is a nice, okay, nice rounded, and the, the, it came out really clear. It came out e- too easy to drink. I think. All right. Let me go back now. We'll 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 finish off with Doc and where he put it in the process. Go back to Chad and Tasty too, because you did it about the same place. Why the uh, candy sugar in the boil instead of where Doc did it in the fermentation? People want to know that. Uh, you know, I just heard a couple different things. Basically, um, I definitely heard you know throw it in towards the end of your boil if you're going to throw it in the boil at all. Um, but I definitely heard the fermenter. I just wanted to try the boil. Is it? I thought it'd stir up a little better, and I didn't want that syrupy thing. I guess I was a little freaked out by that. Okay. I thought I'd get that. And if you did it at the beginning of the boil, I don't want to gloss over that too much, then what do they say? Uh, too much caramelization or something? Yes. Uh, you don't want to cook it that long. Burnt sugar, yeah. So that's why it should be at the end if right. you're going to do it. But right. some beers, that might be what you want to do. Sure. You want to have a little more of the caramely, kind of the mm-hmm. melanoidin kind of flavors yeah. coming through. So you might want to adjust where you put it in with that yeah. one. Well, I, I, I put, the limit with this stuff. I put mine in at 15 minutes. That, that, with the yeah. dark two at fifteen, and I think you know, I think that's fine. But yeah, it'll take some experimenting. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe half an hour. Who, you know, who knows? Yeah, I, I don't think if, you, if you're using just the clear stuff uh, and you don't want to have yeah. the caramely kind of flavors, uh, maybe not. But uh, when you're using the D two, what are you trying to get out of it? Okay, easy to dump in the kettle too. Yeah, it is <laughs> sure. Tasty. Why did you put it in the boil instead of uh, fermentation? Well, my uh, OG was only you know ten sixty five uh, with the sugar, so I didn't feel like it. Uh, and I had a big pitch, so I didn't feel like I'd be like uh, being un- easy on my yeast by 
giving giving them these easy sugars to ferment. Yeah. Whereas if I was again the beer that followed this was a you know golden strong, and it was you know like one point one or something like that. There I went. I didn't want to. You know, I wanted to make sure that the uh, that the yeast uh, didn't eat all the simple sugars first, so I added a lot of that during the ferment. Okay. So that's yeah. I thought this beer is just basically an IPA strength beer. So yeah, I don't see this as a real strong beer. Okay. And then, Doc, you know, you chose to put it in not only uh, during fermentation, but but gradually. Yeah, incrementally. What's yeah. the point of doing that? Um, I, I wanted to see how low I could get this ferment from with a really big beer and see how, how low I could get this thing, how dry I could get this. So I really minded the temperature. I let it rise, but not too fast and not too far. Uh, I didn't want to dump it all in at once and shock anybody because... You can do that. What was your top temperature that you would let it go to? I think I got up to 72. Oh, okay. I started out at 66 and uh-huh. let it slowly rise. If, if it wasn't rising, I would make it go up you know, a few degrees you know, every day or two. And how did you know when to add the next? Did you wait for it to stop fermenting and then add it? or I, I watched... Um, the fermentation, how, how much of the gas was blowing off and how you know, it would slow down. And then I would put uh, some of the sugar in it, and it would definitely kick up for a day or a day and a half. So really just even just watching the airlock That's you're talking about. That's what I was watching. About. Yeah. Okay. So I when that slowed down, yeah. you'd go ahead and throw another bottle in or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. just another full bottle? Yeah. But this, now keep in mind, this is a big batch. So maybe right. if we were doing, if, if I it, was cut doing it. Cut it by four, what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, so okay. if you've got a, a bottle, you maybe put in a fourth okay. every day, day and a half. Well, how would how would you add it to the fermenter? Would you pull some out and kind of mix it up and pour it in, or you, you know, what I mean, how do you know that all the sugar is getting dissolved and not just kind of sink into the bottom? I just there? dumped That's it. A good I, question. I just pretty much dumped it in. Okay. Um, I thought about uh, heating it up with a little bit of water, sanitizing it, things like that. Uh, he's got it pretty sanitized in that thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, by, it, it, by he you mean dark candy? Dark candy ink guy. That he's got it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think anything is going to grow on. I mean, it's you it's know, so it's so thick, it's so dense, so concentrated. It doesn't have a lot of water in it, so it's not going to grow on it. I did sanitize the outside of the bottles. Uh, I make sure I did that. If I was going to put in a little bit of the bottle and then not later, I would make sure that I wiped the outside real well and mm. didn't introduce anything later. Yeah, because that's kind of a last question I had. I mean, with Tasty and Chad and, and at JP's 15 minutes, all right, now it's boiling for 15 minutes, it's completely sanitized, but you're not concerned that... Not it, during the ferment. Uh, it's, it's The pH is pretty low. There's a lot of CO2 in there, which means carbonic acid. Okay. So a lot of the CO2 is blowing things off. The pH is so low yeah. that... Bacteria doesn't like to grow in that part. Okay, I I didn't just go willy nilly and just throw things in there. I did try to sanitize anything that would touch the outside of the bottle, uh, things like that. All right, uh, and it came out really clean. Okay, uh, on top of it too was uh, my Belgian pale ale was the starter beer that I pitched this triple on top of. And I don't usually tr- I don't usually brew back to back so much like that that I could do that. But this one was planned because I knew this was going to be such a big beer with a lot of sugars to ferment down that I wanted a really big pitch. When I got it in there and I pitched it on there, I have a, a, a oxygenating wand, so that goes way to the bottom, and it really stirs everything back up. Mm. All the all the yeast cake on the bottom got everything going, and um, I it was blow off city. Okay. I, I came out a couple of times. It's just stuff everywhere. I love Blow Off City. 
Mm, it by was, the way, it was it was something. You know, you're in blow off. So yeah. is there? <laughs> Isn't blow off city Reno? Yeah, pretty sure. All right, uh, I think J- J- Chad maybe had another question. Uh, no, you're okay. I, I, you know, I think I just get pretty freaked out as far as getting into the fermenter and adding something after the fact. Yeah, everything cold side. That's just a, it's a tough thing to kind of get over. It's but. It's, it's your next horizon. <clears throat> yeah, uh, to start doing stuff. Uh, it's real easy. And sanitary to start on the on the hot side. You can put almost anything in there. You can put throw a dead cat in there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I guess you just I made JP cry a little. <laughs> in the stirring up part too. Hair. You know, I have no problem dry hopping a beer or anything like that after the fact. Um, still have some fer- fermentation going on. Yeah. Same thing you're talking about. So yeah. just have to get over it. Deal with it. I have a question for you, uh, Doc. Uh, before I do that, I'm going to announce uh, the details of how you're going to win some Belgian candy sugar from Dark Candy Inc. from us tonight. We're going to take a caller. It's 888-401-BEER. And uh, the caller who calls and answers this question will win yourself some Belgian candy sugar. Uh, if JP were to use Belgian candy sugar... At what point in the boil did he say he uses Belgian candy sugar? At how many minutes left in the boil does JP add Belgian candy sugar to the boil? Um, I know. I'm, I know. I'm doing this uh, not only because I want you to pay attention, but I want to make sure you never ever listen to JP uh, after you've paid attention. No, no. I uh, just uh, you know just try to pick out something here. Or when would JP add the Belgian candy sugar? Tell me how many minutes left in the boil. You will win yourself some Belgian candy sugar from Dark Candy Inc. It will ship out ASAP. It's a lot of fun to ASAP. use. So ASAP. So ASAP. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Bevo will be uh, taking your calls and um, she'll. And she looks happy about it. Put you through when she gets the right Chill. answer. All right. While we're waiting for those calls, 888-401-BEER. Doc, here's the question. Uh, someone asked, um, what was the mash temp um, on that triple? That uh, really low. Yeah, 143. Why? Uh, because I wanted everything fermentable that I could get fermentable out of that thing. I really didn't want to have uh, residual too much. Um, this one I used rice in it. I used a lot of rice. I wanted rice as a fermentable. You don't mean rice holes. You mean no, rice, rice as a fermentable. Rice, rice. Uh, um, I probably. I, I I don't quote me on this. I'm you gonna... Augie Bush, son of a bitch. Why um, rice? Oh, because of um, uh, what's his name from the brewery? Um, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Rue. Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what he said was, uh, you know, everybody says that the, the rice is uh, all fermentables. Okay, but it has some kind of proteins and other things into it gives some nice mouth feel yeah i remember that and i just loved his triple Mm -hmm. and i go you know what that made perfect sense to me yeah that's what i'm gonna do so that's what i did i'm guessing i put 20 percent rice in it you can search that show just put patrick rue in our archive if i remember correctly i put nine pounds of rice in it okay and uh that helped with the fermentables it helped that actually you know what you that might be what that's some of that sweetness that you're getting out of this okay because uh, it's going to have for a 1008 beer this should have been a lot thinner a lot drier and everything else but uh proof's in the pudding right there yeah and i'm, I'm really happy with this one okay and so that was one of the experiments with with this beer was uh the rice that was in it okay and what type of rice just i used actually minute rice because i got a little lazy and, uh, <laughs> and it's what you had in the cupboard wow. no i actually went out and oh. bought a whole bunch but i didn't want to do a, a rice mash I didn't want to do an adjunct mash. 
so I didn't want to have to grind it up and stew it and then throw that back in there. Oh, it's basically, you can't just throw the rice into your not, mash? Not regular rice. I no. see. Because uh, it's, it's all, uh, you got to gelatinize it. Uh, the starches are too bound up. You really got to uh, boil it and do an adjunct mash to get everything out of it. Okay. I've done that before. It's a pain in the ass. Uh. So I'm going to experiment again and I'm going to use... Um, I'm going to use minute rice because what's all, the difference? Yeah, it's all cooked already. It's all gelatinized. Oh. that's why you can have it in a minute. So essentially, they've done an adjunct mash For to me. make minute right. rice. So I, I had to grind it up, and nine pounds of it. Uh, you know what? I had to. I I went out and got food processor, got the Cuisinart just to grind it. It still took me about an hour to grind that much. You want to grind it up as fine as you can, almost a powder. And uh, that went in the mash, and I went on the top of the mash. So that really, really helped. Um, it got the fermentables up. It got the dryness down. and it, it, But it didn't dry it out to the point where it's just kind of a, a thin, flat beer. Okay. I didn't even know I was going to be talking about it. I just thought I'd bring it here to have you guys try it. So yeah, it was, it Uncle, was it Uncle Ben's minute yes, rice? Yes, it was. <laughs> Good. Glad you go went. with the brand name. Yeah, you got to go brand name. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to cut corners. If you're going to fuck up your beer, fuck it up with the good <laughs> you stuff. Yeah, go you know, I, I, was lo- I was looking at the Safeway brand. <laughs> you know? But Uncle Ben yeah. is like a buck more. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle Ben is, needs a break. Too. Yeah. So I got, I got, I got like stick. four of these big boxes plus a little box. So I needed like nine pounds instead of eight. <laughs> the register, and, and the register is like, why do you need seven pounds and, of rice? It's like, oh, come on. where are you going? Uh, you know, I, the Chinese people in the backyard. Yeah. Your eyes are all round to need seven <laughs> yeah. pounds of rice. She did look at me funny. I'm yeah. carb loading. So I got some. Uh, <laughs> Chinese people in a container or someplace that's yeah. feeding them. <laughs> oh, uh, now Doc's in the immigrant business. Because uh, my, my dogs are all gone and nothing right. needs some rice. All right, we've got, a, uh, we've got our winner, I do believe, on the, on the phone. Uh, Derek Smith from Oregon's on the line with us. Derek, what's happening, Derek brother? Smoll's on base. Hey, how's it going? Do you have the answer for uh, at, at how many minutes left in the boil would uh, JP the douche add his Belgian sugar? Fifteen. That's ding, right. Ding, ding, ding. Fifteen yep. minutes. Winner of some Belgian candy sugar from Dark Good Listener. Candy. I wasn't even listening that much. To know that. Just send me an email, Justin at thebrewerynetwork.com, and uh, Dark Candy will be sending you some uh, Belgian candy sugar. Yeah. Have you ever uh, used it before, Derek? Actually, I was just going to say I just brewed a Belgian Dark Strong like three months ago and used the D two. So. Uh, oh, you did. Uh, how'd it come out? It's. I, I added it to a local homebrew competition, and in the first round, it won first place, or pretty close. Never lost completely in the second. Ah. But uh, how do you like good. it? More importantly, I mean, what do you think about it? It has a whole lot of flavor. It does. Okay. Uh, did you get it to finish out low? I mean, one thing we were talking about is not, you know, kind of some residual sweetness. How did it taste at the end there? It's. Um, it didn't finish out as low as I wanted. It was in the high twenties. What it started at? Lower, but oh, actually, that was the day my hydrometer broke, so I don't know. <laughs> it started at high, and ended it at was twenty. High. Okay, all right. Chad always starts at high. Finish high. Chad starts high. He finishes high. Quick and high. <laughs> yeah. All right, brother. Just send me uh, your name and address, uh, justinthebrewnetwork.com. I'll get you some more uh, candy sugar. You can try again. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, thanks, brother. Cheers. I have a rice question for Doc. Uh-huh. So we went out and we were drinking sake one day, having sushi. 
Fun time to do that with Doc, by the way. Yeah. And you were talking about the different polishes in the rice and yeah. how the sake's made. So what does that effect have? Is that mouthfeel type thing? or um, You're not going to get that. Uh, for what, brewing? Yeah, yeah. You, you won't find that kind of rice to brew with. Okay. So it, well, it doesn't really matter. So what's the difference? What's the... Uh, it has to do with the, with the harshness of it. They, they, the more they polish it, the, the smoother it is. The, okay. the, the flavor and the, the end product. But you're going to get less yield out of it because they polished off 50% of the outside of the rice. Okay. So uh, when the depends on the higher-end sakis. They cost a lot more because they need a lot more rice because they polished away a lot of it. Hmm. And by polishing? Uh, they, they wash and wash until uh, the outside of the husky parts go away. Hmm. And that, that it's supposed to be more premium towards the middle. It's like it's like Chad. If you were rice, and we could take the husky parts of you away, you'd find me underneath. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd be left there'd, with dock. There'd be a little dock <laughs> under there. Maybe a couple of them. Nice. That is pretty funny. Actually, a little dock could fit inside Chad. I wish he did. I, I wish we're yeah. run I bet a little dock could fit inside of Chad for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wish when we traveled, the little dock crawled out. So that way we only have to buy one Get flight. Get a little It'd be a nice warm place to rest. It'd be a it? nice warm place. Doc could hide from the family oh, for a yeah. little while. You wouldn't want to come out. Hey, guys. Hey, down here. And then it would kind of make Chad and Doc superheroes, too, because they would, cause Chad would have a little Wonder Doc. Wonder Twin Powers unite. <laughs> Form of creepy carry-on. Yeah. I got another triple here. Doc's yeah, opening up more of that beer. Uh-oh. Oh, my. All right, we're going to wrap things up. Yeah, I, I don't really want to do a Drunk of the Week tonight, but uh, if in the next couple minutes we get a good one, 888-401-BEER, I'll a take it. A couple minutes are going to be right here. I had a question yeah. about how much rice per gallon. Oh, uh, uh, what's nine divided by twenty? Uh, yeah, it is. Is that is that the the what? equation? What? Uh, somebody asked how many rice, uh, how much rice, uh, how many rices, <laughs> uh, how much rice per gallon? Uh, is there a ratio used in your recipe, or you just the added? easiest way is to divide nine by four because that you're, you're brewing in uh, five gallon batches. Okay, so. Use that microphone, Doc. How long uh, have you been about, here? About, about two two pounds, two okay. and a half maybe. Uh, your best bet is to throw it into uh, uh, pro mash and play with that a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and you, <laughs> Shut yeah. up, uh, But but you you, you really want to go with, with percentages. No, you're not. And I wanted I want to stick around. I think it was about the twenty percentile for this. Okay. Uh, uh, I could experiment more with it, but uh, I thought that it was seems the, pretty good right here. Yeah. Tasting damn good. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It, 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 is this? Achieved everything I wanted to out of this. I wanted it very dry, but not, you know, dense dry where it has no flavor at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted it to be um, not just an alcohol bomb, which I wanted to hide, and I wanted to be very light in color. It's probably a SRM yeah, a panty dropper. I, I thought it'd be. A, it's an SRM six. So the answer. Five, so five, the answer is two and a half. Six. I mean, the only thing I would change on this is to add roofies to the mash. Well, this is yeah. a roofie. No, how do you want to get to roofie in itself? Okay, apparently, you should call it that. Roofie strong. Apparently, I messed up, messed up the question, and it was no. points per pound per gallon. Oh come on! Whatever. Somebody else asked me how many. Uh, it's same as, a, same as anything else fermentable. I think it's around uh, ten thirty-eight points per gallon. Thirty-eight points per gallon like per that. pound. 
Bevo, I wouldn't have gotten there. I'd right say probably on the low way. end. It, it's, 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 it's close to close to malt. That looks like a I'd typo to me. Maybe or so because <laughs> I mean, when you're making sake, you need the, the koji to break down the starches even more, right? Yeah, but this is already Uncle Ben's, so it's oh. already it's already gelatinized, and then you put it in the mash, and all the enzymes with the two row or the pilsner mm-hmm. are going to take that down. And the key here is to grind it up. Don't just throw in a box of Uncle Ben's. You can, but no. you're not going to get the same. Uh, uh, oh, conversion. Take it out of the box. It. The more you grind it up, you're going to get more surface area, and it's going to work better. Uh, note taken, though, that uh, you can get a stuck mash with all that because it's got nothing mm-hmm. uh, uh, as far So what did you do about that? Uh, rice hulls. Rice hulls, okay. Yeah. How did you grind up, what was it, seven pounds of... Nine uh, pounds. Nine, how'd you do that? Uh, I bought a Cuisinart. Oh, okay. okay. Just for that. Yeah. <laughs> could could yeah. you run through the grain mill, or that's not... The- Gonna break it up in a. It doesn't. I need. I want it powdery. Oh really? And oh, well, I, 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 I want it pretty broken. Oh, up, I see. Pretty ground Hence up. the stuck mash, I guess. Um, if you're putting I used to use yeah, for right. everything small or small things of grain. Like I would usually grind up my uh, really dark malts for uh, my stouts and porters to powder. I, I could use a coffee grinder for that. Couldn't for you small just, amounts. But couldn't you just? Uh, I, I, it just burned that out. And I, I, <laughs> my wife had a small, really small. Uh, Cuisinart kind of thing, yeah. Uh, food processor, but that, that which wasn't doing it. It, it would stop because it would overheat. Yeah, couldn't yeah. you just run it over with the Hummer a bunch of times? Yeah, and that pulverize it. Yeah, it would have <laughs> save you a little cash. Yeah. Plus, you would add a little fun. Yeah, drive reverse. Oh yeah, tire mark yeah. center Remember. Did you fix your goat bin? By the way, that blew uh, away. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's it's better fixed now. All right. Um, the goats are still in it. Yeah, uh, it I've got away. I've got guys working on the property now, clearing a lot of the underbrush and everything. And they, I drove by. He's got guys. Uh, they they drove guys from Home I Depot. I drove up. <laughs> guys, you picked up in front of the Home Depot. Oh, they look like that. But I've got a guy. They like in right. charge of those guys. Oh, you do. Um, <laughs> and his name is John Smith. Smith. <laughs> but they're out there. With, they've been out there two days with the chipper, <laughs> grinding oh, things. Uh-huh. And I went out. They tried to tried to back the chipper like on. And and I look, and the truck's buried to the axles. Oh, uh, so it's like a job for the Hummer. I, I told him I'll pull you out. Yeah, and you did. And the actually, Hummer? they got it out before I got back from oh. work. But I, but I told the guy, "You get stuck again." I, I'll, I'll do it. Out. Yeah, <laughs> you were. I, I want to. By yeah. the way, I want yeah, to pull I you out. I need to use this. Uh, yeah. got I five use this Hummer for yeah. besides driving eight miles, not even to, to the dentist yeah. office. No, it's three miles. Three miles. I need to pull some things out of some things. Please. I need to make myself feel useful. <laughs> Use the Hummer to to put the uh, goat bin back in place, didn't you? Yeah, I did. It, it flipped up on end. This thing is, I don't know how many thousands of pounds. We had a big, big storm and yeah. just took it and flipped it up on end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's um, mostly um, uh, uh, chain link fence, and, yeah. and, 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 but it weighs a lot. And it flipped up up on end. So it's yeah. raining. And I'm pissed off. I'm cussing and moaning. So I just, I'll hook it up to the Hummer. <laughs> put in, put in a low, back. low, locked, locked, and just... just put on your cowboy hat? No. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. put on your boots? <laughs> your boots? My boots are on. Got, <laughs> got <Yeah>. naked. <laughs> the sat in the Hummer. I had nothing but my cowboy hat and my boots on. <laughs> on the leather seat of the Hummer. 
Yeah, you know, there was so much fast. mud in the Hummer when I was done. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. All the leather was muddy. Uh, <laughs> that's why you got leather. You there. can't you have it both ways. Now. You can't off. be a farm. Uh, how the hell truck? Yeah, I don't even want to know how you <laughs> you pulled the thing out with the Hummer and still got the inside dirty. Well, because I had to keep getting out, getting. I, I had to hook uh, it up. It, 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 it slid, slid it back like twelve feet. Oh, so I had to hook it up over this way and pull and slide. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't get a utility vehicle with leather seats. All right, I got a wipe down real nice. I got a drunk of the week call. Nice. Uh We got Lenny on the line. Lenny, Lenny from Illinois. Lenny, what's happening, brother? What's up? Calling in for drunk of the week, huh? Yeah. All right, tell us about your night. What have you been doing? Oh, this is the first time I drank or got to listen live in about a year. Ah, cool. Welcome back. I work every like Sunday night. I called in. For tonight, fuck it. Got to listen to the end, right? Yeah, <laughs> attaboy. Called in drunk. <laughs> uh, I love a it. Four pack of Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Oh. Okay. Uh, Twenty-two of Hebrew uh, Lenny Bruce RIPA. Good beer. Uh, and uh, uh, seven fifty of uh, Rodenbach Grand Cru. Oh, all right. And uh, twelve of. Uh, Stone Ruination. Hey, that's a pretty good uh, lineup, Seriously. don't you think, guys? Shit. That's yeah, quality, I, man. I, What'd that cost I you? 12? Dead soldier sitting in front of me. It cost me like 40 bucks. <laughs> oh, well, I, shit, that would have been, I think, more than that out here. That's, yeah, uh, it would have. That's not too bad. That sounds like a couple giveaways to me. Oh. Uh, and you called in sick to work. I love it. People are losing their jobs everywhere. Lenny's like, F it, I'm calling in. I need a drink a lot. <laughs> There's beer to drink. <laughs> There's people to listen to. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, I'll catch flack, but I don't care. It's my show. Lenny, Drunk of the Week. Uh, thanks right. for the call, my brother. Uh, no need for competition. Go, that sounds like a good lineup, and, um, you know, we want to go anyway. So, That's a quality uh, lineup. Uh, Lenny, we want to go home. So. <clears throat> we're going to be sending you a official uh, BN Army uh, Drunk of the Week medal. Um, that you can show to your boss and tell him that, uh, you know, you really were sick. You were drunk sick. Uh, and this is my doctor's note. <laughs> yeah, that'll be your doctor's note. It's your, your Drunk of the Week medal. <laughs> That's all I need. Hey, just send me an email, brother. Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com with your address. I'll send that out tomorrow. Hi. Cheers, uh, Lenny. Hey, I hope you don't have a hangover tomorrow. T- uh, drink some water. Me too. I will. All right, brother. Later. <laughs> all right, brother. Cheers. Bye. He's not done drinking. Right. No, he's not. Uh, he's going to have a good no, time He's going to have 12 more of those stones. He sounds good, too. He's had a few. He's happy. I'm very happy. Chad gets angry after he has a few. Fuck off. What does that mean? Fuck you. Uh, I mean, only with his girlfriends, though. With us, he's real nice. Beat it. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> and then get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do it twice. Chad and Tacey have been drinking all all weekend together. What? Yeah, all weekend. Chad. No, it wasn't too bad. Well, Chad got hammered with us on Thursday night. Yeah, that was bad. So he was hurting on Friday. Ooh. And then last oh, night, he went over with Tasty, and they were, like, cleaning out Tasty's cellar, yeah, if you know what weird, I mean. Yeah. Didn't drink of, too many of those. No, he was, a lot of them weren't drinkable. He was licking Tasty's <laughs> They're, like, from, like, 2003, <laughs> 2004. Yeah, I, I've done oh, that. Really? They're, like, two for 20. Well, I had somebody over, like, you know, a sap. I mean, a, a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might help me drink them, so yeah. I made him drink a little bit of it. Let's try I, those. You'll. Uh, if I wouldn't drink it, I wouldn't let him drink it, so. Some interesting ones, so. though. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? How many times did that come up? You, you like that? Anything notable? Anything that actually was worth yeah, hanging was a, on to? Yeah, there was a Dirt Munder export that was at least a year and a half old, and it tasted yeah pretty good. And that was yours, though. That Slogger. wasn't a commercial. That was yeah, it was a homebrew. Oh, all right. And then it had a <laughs> bottle of the 21A Tasty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, 
the original, the beer brewed at 21A. Okay. That I put in a 22, and it tasted pretty good, too. Really? How, how did the hops hold up? Uh, not, well, you know, they, they faded, but okay. the, a little fruit. they left yeah. a, a different beer, mm-hmm. but it was a clean and, and uh, tasty beer. All right. Yeah. Nice. Well, while Chad and Tasty have been living it up and drinking, <laughs> JP's done shit for the last two weeks. That's true. I've, I've, de- I've uh, watched Lost, catching up with that. Are you hooked now? I am. Like the rest of us. I am. I totally am. And I thought I would hate it. Yeah. it just seems like an awful network show. Yeah. Awesome. I thought so, too. But yeah. then I, you know, uh, but I was the same as you. I watched one episode, and uh, next thing I know, six weeks later, I'm three seasons in already. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm almost... I'm all I'm balls deep in three in season three. I'm almost yeah. out of it. Yeah, okay. I'm almost out of it. Good. I'm glad because I was concerned. I, I, you know, I have this lack of respect for you already. <laughs> I was concerned right. that you'd come right. back and say no, Lost sucks, and then I'd be like, great, another thing to argue with JP about because it doesn't suck. It's awesome. Do we argue a lot? <laughs> you can add this to the po- the pie graph as to you know things that you guys connect. <laughs> that is there more room that's in that true, pie that graph? part that we're like each other in the pie or whatever that's part? It's gone up one percent. Yeah, because we both like lost. If you now. know what I mean. We need a new pie graph. And why wouldn't you? Do we argue a lot? Do we? Do we? Do we disagree a lot? Uh, the, the only reason we don't argue a lot is because I just keep my mouth shut when you say your stupid opinions. Oh, see, I wish you wouldn't do that. I wish you would just tell me your stupid opinions. <laughs> but then we'd argue. Well, because I feel like I don't know you. <laughs> I feel like I don't know who Who's you sharing? are. Just think about everything that you think. Mm-hmm. I think the opposite, and then you know me. I think Bevo's cute. It's like a daytime soap opera. You know me. All right. I think Chad is a really cool person. You know me. I think Tasty makes really shitty beer. You so know strong. me. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Just think the opposite. I think your dog will be okay. <laughs> yeah. You know me. I think Sam is really awful. Ah, <laughs> oh, we agree on that. Sam's pretty awful. See? Yeah. <laughs> I knew I'd get you on Nine one thing. Nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, are we done here? Uh, announcements? Yeah. Yeah, we do have some announcements. You didn't ask what I was doing. All right. What do you got, Shat? Uh, well, basically, Philly Beer Week's kicking off this week Woo-hoo. on uh, Friday. Great. So, How many Philly. events they got? Shitload. Hundreds and hundreds. Oh, yeah. All kinds yeah. of shit going on. Yeah. Uh, so call in. You know, if you're there, then you're drunk. Hey, drunk the week, man. We'll take it. Um, yeah. The Regal and Dread Hop Homebrew Comp at the Falling Rock in Denver is taking place on Saturday. The uh, MCABS, which is the Masters Championship of Amateur Brewing, that's taking place on Saturday at Flat Earth Brewing. And uh, the MCAB is actually a competition that you can um, qualify for right. at a few different festivals or uh, amateur um, uh, homebrew competitions. And basically, you can enter this MCAB if you win first place at any of these qualifying uh, comps, yeah. uh, including the World Cup of Beer, which is coming up. Uh, the deadline is the 14th of March, and that's taking place on April 4th at Trumer. Um, check that out at worldcupofbeer.com. We'll be there on the 4th. Yeah, there's some great judging there. Um, yeah, it's, be sure to invite It's a dog. great competition. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> Bay Area Masters put on a, a really good comp there, yeah. um, and Trumer's a really cool place. So, yeah, it's uh, all in all a great event. Yeah, yeah the World Cup, uh, that's an important one. Yes. Yeah. we got to talk about yeah, it. Absolutely. Because you guys, for one, everybody here, except for me, enters it every year. Yeah, right? I'll be in there. Yeah. You guys all into the world. Beat cup. up on McDonald's. Doc will have this beer in there, won't you? Once you have your strong, you're... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put this one in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're they're going to be drunk, too. My Belgian <laughs> strong with the dark two candy sugar took trip, uh, third last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 it's, this ale. is the competition that... Yeah. That, oh, wait, Don. Let's go on the next subject. Yeah, I, don't know, <laughs> I know where you're going. Uh, what? 
This that, comes up every freaking time we talk about That's right. Shat beat his mentor, Tasty, uh, uh, in the same category to a bloody American in the World his, Cup yeah, last his year. His 10C beat my 10A. And it was it was like your recipe modified. Like, he looked at your recipe and was like, he says, fuck you. I can make that I can better. Make it better yeah. And guess what? He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so you Ouch. guys all enter. Uh, that's a good one. So March 14th, yeah, get yeah. those beers ready. Get that's when it has to be in? Yes, and if you have to send them in, the only place to send them is Oak Barrel. So if you're going to mail them in from all over the country, mail them in there. Oak okay, Barrel. to Oak, Oak Barrel. Barrel. All right, bayareamashers.org. This is, now, I'll tell you the other thing about this one, this World Cup of Beer, is that a lot of times it's just, it's it's predominantly California brewers, like the guys in this room. I'd like to see some BNers yeah, enter great. this, because oh, since sure. we've done so well already, just with our in-house staff, I sure would like to see us clean up a little more <laughs> yeah. uh, just from around the country. And they don't get a lot of people from, if you're going to call it the World Cup of Beer, let's get some World Cup in there. Well, right? it is definitely a the world. big competition. Yeah. I was looking at the flags, you know, they have all these different flags from countries I don't know of. Where's the rainbow flag? I don't see that. There. I don't see it either. Mm. Next to the Dicks. marine one. We're looking at their flyer. I guess they're making it up for it with all the foam on top of the beer. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I want to see the Army enter this one, if you can. Go to BayAreaMashers.org. At their own game. The other thing about this one, too, uh, the reason I want to point it out also is um, we always talk about it as a really well-judged yeah, competition. Yeah, yes. So we talk about this one as well. You know, when we talk about competitions, we go, uh, you should enter for feedback. They really get some good judges in the World yeah, Cup. Absolutely. Um, I was actually talking to one of the organizers the other day, and he was telling me that uh, back in the day, they'd get like 35 entries from Jamil. Like when he was first, he wasn't entering competitions to be Jamil like he does or now. To write a book. He was genuinely entering to fi- He wanted to know how his beers were doing. And he, so they, he was this, this one of these organizers telling me they were almost overwhelmed by Jamil's interest. They get 35 beers from the guy. But really what he wanted was just feedback uh, because they have really good judges. So yeah. uh, it is a good comp, a uh, nationwide comp for you to enter if you want to get some awesome feedback. You Great know, feedback. I get better feedback at this comp than I do at nationals. Okay. It's yeah. yeah. It's I always like it. Are awesome. I always like it when help. that's like, yeah. Uh, I get a nice maybe I get a second or third place in something. Every I get an email, dude. I won you. <laughs> that's <laughs> won awesome. That's so cool. I won you. <laughs> Tell you what, they I give out some that. really good prizes too. I think I got like yeah. dinner for two or to Marin Brewing, and yeah. they have all kinds of crap out on the table. Awesome. I don't remember you taking me to dinner. What happened? <laughs> you think you know, I think I threw that thing away. What? That, got laid for that. That'd be the smart move, Sound Chad. Sound like a good excuse? Throw it away. You know what? You had to auction that off at dinner out with Chad. <laughs> well, I was yeah. already hanging out with Tasty, and I figured, uh, I figured I'd wake him up and we'd go out there. Yeah. I, I invited <laughs> I invited Tasty, and you know he blew me off, so I just threw the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't invite Doc or JP or anybody. Burned it. Right. Uh, All right. Pretty cool comp there, so... All right. Anything else happening, Shad? Uh, some rallies coming up at Stone on the 21st and uh, Upland Brewing on the 21st as well in Indiana and California. So opposite ends. Which one are you going to go to? rally. I don't know. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Reefers. Good job, Shad. Thank you for keeping us up to date on what's happening. Oh, Spe- yeah. Speaking of updates, I think. Hey, how come Shad gets outro it? music? Because <laughs> he beat you in competition. Oh. Oh, good. One. I think Bevo has something to say. Come on. No, I don't. No, no she no doesn't. <laughs> uh, you look like you're mad at him because he didn't let you, you know. Can we no. talk about wood aging in front of you? I'm just stunned. You're just done? Stunned? 
done. Oh. Mm. It's because you uh, don't drink anymore, you big sissy. Yeah, here, drink this. Yeah, have that. It's my beer. Big. Drink a That's bottle of dark like beer. Drink this, then touch this. No, I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then close your eyes. It's a good show. Okay. <laughs> it's a good show. Did you learn a lot? It'll be good Smell and that it's in. done. You know what we should do is we should have Bevo recap. And give her a, give top five give pointers right, from Bebo, the show. Tell us your top five uh, moments of tonight's program. You assume that I pay attention when you talk. Uh huh. Well, let's I see. Do. First off, what, <laughs> um, that was accurate. the website was down. Okay. So the guy with the uh, the thing and stuff. That yeah. was good. That was good. One of my okay. favorite parts. Yeah. That's one point. JP always likes the guy with awesome. the thing. Yeah, those and guys stuff. with things. Don't leave out the end stuff. Um, I got to kick somebody out of the chat. That was exciting. Oh, you did? Oh, um, you tell us about that. Good. Yeah. That's totally, that makes for a fun night. Yeah. You're out! Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It was about cheap brewing, and I don't know how to brew because nobody will teach me, so sorry. Of, I didn't pay attention. Drunk of the week. Well, there you go. You weren't paying attention? No. Good enough. Okay. I pay attention to the chat. That's where my, my focus yeah. is. Okay, what happened if in the I chat? If I pay attention to you... What happened in the chat? I had to yell at people for being mean to the winner. Oh. What? Oh, because they're uh, jealous. They're all jealous. Yeah. and like, oh, oh yeah. why'd he win? Oh, I hate him. I was like, really? Are you five? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I'm six. <laughs> yeah. We tried to keep it at least at an eighth grade level. Here Maybe they were five. Why do you have to be so prejudiced? Come on. <laughs> yeah. We're funnier than eighth graders. <laughs> Barely. I had to tell somebody not to be a racist. That was fun. You did? Uh-huh. I don't remember that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're telling remember. you. I remember you saying that, Tim. All right. So it was a good show. Okay. Tasty, anything to contribute? <laughs> what? what? You mean like cash wise? Just need an excuse to play your song. theme song. Yeah. yeah no, See, no. Chad has outro music, but you have a fucking theme song. That's yeah. pretty cool, actually. Chad doesn't yeah. have a theme song. Like, people were singing him that song <laughs> at uh, the um, oh, yeah. Celebrator. They were? Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> I don't remember that. Tasty, tasty. Oh, that's because I was working oh, at yeah. the Celebrator. No, they were, they were actually... We, I was walking around with him. <laughs> you showed up? Taste, I mean, uh, Doc and JP. Oh, that's yeah. why I don't remember oh. any singing, because I was... Working at the Celebrator. Doc's like, Celebrator, what? what? I don't what? remember what being there. No, I, I remember going there. You do? You just don't remember leaving? No. <laughs> How did you get home? You didn't even I'll say be, goodbye. Uh, we, I went to eat oh. uh, with um, Bob, uh-huh. and uh, we went to Bart and went home. I see. I had to eat. Had to eat, eat, eat. The, the right. problem with this year was they had no food. So you had to go across the street, which wasn't bad at, at uh, Pacific Pacific Brewing. Coast, right yeah. there, yeah. and that was pretty good. A lot of lot of good uh, brew food there, and beers yeah. were good. It was my mom's first beer fest. She went to the celebration. Yeah, it she was, was all decked out and being a tire. A lot of cool people there. Yeah, JP, good. how'd you get home from the celebrator? Well, um, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't remember. I was I was laying in bed. I'm like, either? what the what happened right now? Next thing you know, it's Monday. Next thing I know, I'm laying in bed again. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> all right, Bevo showed up. She was hanging out. Doing, I was. Doing the yeah. Bevo thing. It was fun. Doing the Bevo thing. <laughs> you know, hanging out. Being retarded. Hanging out. Not drinking. <laughs> Waiting for Sam to fun. get his load on. <laughs> <laughs> and then off. And he did. Wait, what? Oh. Ouch. All right. Hey, Sam chuckled. 
All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Thanks to Beer Beer and More Beer, Chris Graham. Oh, yeah. Always Coming a here pleasure sick. to have you on the program. Even though he was sick with pneumonia, he comes on here, gives us a great oh, discussion well, about how to brew on the cheap, and also gives away a More Beer sculpture, which is very cool. Go yeah. check out morebeer.com slash the buzz, and you can sign up for their new social network where you can uh, make friends with other brewers. It is cool. Yeah. It's very Chicken Boy has a few videos up of his brew day. Oh, he does? It's like 20 clips, oh. and he's narrating it. Is he? Yeah. How's that? It's great. And this is my ball valve, which I will turn. <laughs> he said ball. It's really great. Wait, can we play some clips from it real quick? Yeah. Go to his page. What's his name? He's got a page? It's probably just John Plisse. <laughs> or Jonathan, knowing him. Man, i got to figure out where the search thing... Oh, here it is. All right. Just go, to the, I see go to the members button on the page. Is it probably Actually, you word? know what? No, just go to videos. See where it says all videos? It says videos. Okay. Because yeah. uh, right. he literally has like 20 in there. <laughs> Here's all the videos. And they're all little clips. Oh, I see. Schwartz uh, Beer Brew Day. John Plisse demonstrates the more beer counter pressure. That's good. Actually, <laughs> no, that's not probably that a one. great video. That's the one that John and I Schwartz Beer is the one you want to watch? Yeah. Schwartz Beer Brew Did Day he cleans with it for two hours John before he uses Plisse. It? Take one. Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Just the narrating part I'm interested in. What I have here is, while my mash is mashing, I have a recirculation setup going back into my kettle. As you can notice, from the I bottom can, of my kettle... I can notice. Can you notice Is that? he at an airport? I have a line going through... That's conquered for you. ...into my well, pump. We're on the tarmac at San Francisco International. No, he's actually into running... ...into my... Counterflow chiller. Propane's going. Beer line side. Out of my counterflow chiller. Back in to has, my boil. The kettle. video's good. Actually, he's pointing all this stuff and out. In That's my pretty good. Kill yeah. here is a racking arm set up for a whirlpool. What I will do here. What will you do <laughs> here? All these half. I like his open. transitions. All my valves half open. He's touching his valves. And I will turn half on my pot. Oh, he's got both his valves. Set up for research. Oh. And in my boil kettle is 212 degree boiling water. Not too As can. you can see in the steam. It's hot. Also, I can't see it from the steam, actually. The my face is getting all my sweating. Because, my you know, water at 211 degrees doesn't steam. Strip down and unthreaded Teflon tape, everything. I will redo everything before I transfer. I will melt this down and reforge the ball valve after eating the stones. I have all my fittings sterilized with boiling water. All <laughs> my ball clean. valves sterilized with boiling water. Oh, yeah. Tell us my about your ball valves. For chilling. I'm pretty sure that John Plisse's uh, uh, image for his page is him playing acoustic guitar on the beach. Which is romantic I will pump that and uh, attractive. Does he transfer to my fermenter, which you will see later? I don't know. Is that it? No, well, there, he has, oh, there's like different ones. Oh, he didn't I play the guitar in the beach yet. Several, but it's very like metered, and you know, he's just trying it. to be descriptive. He's, I know. I think it's. it's I think educational. it's good. Yeah. He's just, well, he's talking slow because he knows a lot of brewers aren't necessarily fast. You see all those fittings he had because, on that because uh, he's listened to the yeah. show before. Because yeah. the guy taught me how to brew the first time. He knows he has to slow things down. Uh, I right. still haven't learned. So uh, there you go. Just another reason to uh, join the buzz. I'm looking right now. Uh, there's uh, five videos on his page right here. They're all pretty cool. Uh, Bruin IPA, the Vorloff he's got, the chilling to the fermenter, wort in the kettle, uh, strike water. He called it Vorloff. Uh, he did. He yeah. went straight for the Vorloff action. Nice. You know, uh, Vorloff is a kettle. <clears throat> but let's face it, the guy makes good beer. So yeah. 
He does. He makes great beer, actually. He can show you how. Really love John's beer. All right, so another reason to join the buzz. Check that out, everybody. Buzz it. Uh, all right, go find us on Facebook. 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 Yeah, and apparently you can find uh, Doc now on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to get... Be his friend. I'm going to get so many emails tomorrow from so many things. Well, I'm going to stand off with you. I am not going to friend you. Oh. You better friend me. He's a friend of I mine. I was there first, and you better goddamn friend me, right, Doc. Fine. Fine. <laughs> wow. He's going to, like, cry about it. I'm going to cry. Well, so why, how, how did you join Facebook? No one invited you. He just heard. He I don't remember resist. why. Somebody, I think somebody actually said, hey, join Facebook. Yeah. And so I did. And it was Parker. Did you find any old buddies yet? <laughs> you did. It always happens. You find all these people, oh, yeah, they, whether you oh, like it or not. Come, they come out of the woodwork. Yeah. Dude, my ex-girlfriend found me. Yeah, she did. She's like, wow, you're just as awful as I imagined you'd be in five years. Just like peppering me with emails about, oh, remember this when we did this in high school? No. Yeah, you do. I don't. You've been hanging on it since then. (laughs) That was your last girlfriend. That's the only thing you remember. No, I totally don't remember that at all. Whatever. All right, everybody. Tune in next week where who knows what can happen. Uh, we've got some guests planned, Justin might I'm even sure. be my friend. Yeah, I might even be <laughs> friends again with Doc <laughs> by next week. And we'll also be giving away our uh, donation, uh, more beer donation giveaway. Make sure to hit the donate button. Every five bucks gets you a raffle ticket. Or if you're a recurring donator, even for as low as two bucks, you're automatically entered into the competition. We're going to be giving away a Jay-Z-style Whirlpool chiller. So, uh Come back with us next week. Sign up for uh, Brew Your Own Magazine. It's right there on the page. You'll, you'll find the banner if you click refresh a couple times. And um, let's see, books, podcasts, T-shirts, all available in the store. Just visit our sponsors. Let them know where you came from. And uh, take care, everybody. Be good to each other and your family and your friends. And we'll see you next week. Cheers, everybody. Cha. Mama